Welcome to the Reptiles With Podcast. Today we're hanging out at the Daytona National Reptile Breeders Expo. But before we bring on our guest, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your reptile-loving friends. Let's get started. You're Where so disgusting. My name is Mason Barnes. All my social medias are at Mason Barnes. Uh, just my name. Hell yeah, dude. Listen, so you just told me that you have a monitor clutch that just came out. Tell me about that. Yeah, very first monitor clutch. Well, I guess I've gotten a couple infertile ones before, but this is my very first mm-hmm. fertile monitor clutch. And yeah. it was from a female coming eye that I raised from nice. she was a hatchling. Yeah, and um, so she's about three years old now. and she You just had just got in the mail, dude, right? Am yeah. I? Yeah. I literally got the mail, put him in with her. Within an hour, they were locked. Dude, that's And sick, then they locked man. for 10 days straight. On and off. like you Yeah, know. no, no, yeah. Yeah, it was on and off. But they dude, locked that guy for lasts forever, man. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, he, um, yeah, he was good. He, I at first was a little hesitant because yeah. coming, I've been told, can be a little bit uh, spotty, a little yep. aggressive sometimes uh-huh. with each other. So I watched him. I literally sat in front of the cage for four, six hours, and I just watched him, like, making sure. And so I put him in. Um, She wasn't receptive at first, but then she started to become receptive within the first couple hours. Uh Um, And then they locked for 10 days straight. And then that was – so they locked from the the July 13th to the 23rd. Uh And then last night, which was the 19th, she laid eight fertile eggs. Dude, well, congratulations, dude. Thank you. Man, I, I honestly, coming out are some of my favorite uh, monitors. Uh, but just the yellow, dude. The stark, huh? the stark yellow, just all of that yeah. stuff, dude. It's yeah. like, what are you, are you keeping, um, are, are they always together in the same enclosure or are they, they're separate? No, so I keep them separate. Um, well, I guess I've, I've, I mean, I've only had the mail for yeah. a handful of times so far. Yeah. Um, and for the most time, they were, for the most part, they've been together. Yeah. But, um, Coming out, I mean, most monitors, when a female is about to lay eggs, you want to yank the male out because um, she might get a little bit aggressive with them yeah. while she's, you know, protecting the eggs or whatever it is. Um, so I removed him. Um, he's in his own cage now. And then I've got a couple more, you know, big cages coming. So ultimately, he'll be housed by himself and then introduced for breeding, kind of like we, what we did this time around. Um but yeah, he was with her for the majority of the time up until honestly right before Daytona. Yeah. And then I yanked him because I'm like, ah, she might lay while we're gone, um, and I didn't want anything happening. So I yanked him out, and two days later she lays. Yeah. Um, did I think it was going to be that soon? No. Yeah. But uh, I figured she might lay either on the trip or right after we got back. Mm-hmm. I was hoping she'd do it before, but she didn't. Yeah. Um, Man, that would have been real cool to like be able to like do it yourself and shit like that. Yeah. But what I mean, it happened. That's the best part, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they were all perfect. He, he we, uh, my fiance, uh, Jordan. Congratulations, we were, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we, uh, my buddy calls us, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, she had to have laid if he's mm-hmm. FaceTiming me right now. Yeah. So he FaceTimes me, and she's completely deflated. And I'm like, yeah. but she's sitting kind of weird mm-hmm. to where, and she, she had a meal before uh, mm-hmm. we left. So I'm like, ah, did she lay? Did she lay? Yeah. And then he reaches his hand in the nest box and starts digging because, you know, there's branches on top of it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's like, he looks at me, he's like, dude, I feel something. I feel an egg. And uh, so then he, you know, yanks the branches off the top, opens it up, uh, takes her out um, and starts digging. And not a single slug. First time uh, female, three years old and eight fertile eggs. How did that feel? I was, I, I got a little bit emotional. I'm not yeah, going to lie. No, I was course, like dude. monitors. Um, I mean, I've been into reptiles my whole life. Yeah. 
but monitors have been a newer venture for me mm-hmm. um, within the last handful of years, mm-hmm. and by far it's been the most rewarding. Um, just in keeping them, like the socialization aspect, the relationship you can build with such an intelligent animal mm-hmm. versus, I mean, I love my geckos, don't get me wrong, my snakes, whatever, I love all of them, but you can't have the same relationship with a lot of other animals that you can with mm-hmm. a monitor. 100%. And so that's that's what, drew, that's what drew me to it. And then we actually downsized our collection a little bit specifically to make room for, you know, not only room, but time, dedication, uh, free finances, whatever, to dedicate to the Varanid projects. I think I, um, I appreciate that about this uh, younger generation of Keeper. Not that I'm, like, super fucking old because I'm, <laughs> you know, but even though my friends love to fucking roast me because I'm older than most of my friends. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, the, the movement of, like, it's okay not to have a million of everything. Right. The movement of it's okay to have a little bit bigger enclosure, things that are a little bit more right. naturalistic. Yep. Um, it's something that, that I look forward to the future of the hobby. Uh, one of the big things that I've been thinking about these days is specifically I breed uh, blue tongue skinks which yeah. in my opinion is the superior pet lizard I always yeah. say that you know because it's like it's an animal that is more forgiving than a bearded dragon they're more right. personable they really do bond with their owner yep. um, if you keep them correctly the thing is is that most of the most of us that breed them um, we we were taught how to breed them in racks right you know but that's a right. lizard that's a lizard at the end of the day you yeah. know you know they're gonna need their UV they're gonna they're gonna need more than that right so I've been thinking and seeing a lot of the you know this new movement of like naturalistic keeping I'm like okay how else can I keep these animals that right. maybe it works functionally for a, a breeder to do these things in quote-unquote numbers but also right. like most importantly better for the animal I think it's important to, uh, I don't know, like as far as the the lower number of animals and larger cages and more naturalistic and, you know, however you decide to do it, that's where, the, like, that's a lot of where I find the, the fun in it is, you know, taking, literally recreating a chunk of where they are from and, you know, Letting them do their thing in their own environment rather yeah, than, yeah. like, because, I mean, like you said, it used to be a numbers game, right? It used yeah. to be, oh, you can have X amount of species, you can have uh, X amount of breeders, you know, whatever it used to be. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, we're not oblivious to it. It still is like that for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I totally agree. I really love the new movement of bigger, naturalistic, enclosed. I mean, even with, uh, with snakes, you know, the typical... Um, you know, the, the old old school way of doing it was um, take a... I just got a reticulated python, for example. Uh-huh. Um, old school way of doing it probably would have put it in a rack. Yeah. It's a little super dwarf. Um, I built a naturalistic enclosure for it. She is exhibiting the uh, arboreal tendencies that they do. She's out climbing all the time. She's basking arboreally. Um, she'll go down and drink her water in the bottom. She's got a couple hides down there. Um, you know, a big, a common uh, thing is, oh, you know, the snake might refuse food in a setup like that. She eats like a monster. Yeah. Um, I think that if you do it right, because, I mean, there's there's definitely a wrong way to do a naturalistic mm-hmm. cage, right? Um, don't throw a, a tropical gecko into an arid environment. Yeah. But uh, I think if you provide all the proper tools for the animal yes. to use. I think that it's it's literally that. It's key in understanding, like, some of the natural behaviors that are needed for the animal. Right. For example, um, 
you know, ball pythons, they, they made racks for ball pythons. Right. You know, they didn't make them for all species. They made them realistically for ball python breeders, right. you know, where the majority of that animal's life, they're going to be switching between different uh, either burrows, mounds, this and right. that. Uh, mind you, will they utilize arboreal space? Yes. Right. Yes, they will. Um, is it the most natural thing that they do? Probably not. It's not that yeah. often. Uh, we've all seen Dave Kaufman's movie. Right. You know, um, so... You know, it makes sense to put that in a rack. When it comes to, like, retics, I mean that I wasn't, like, bred and born, like, into the reptile industry. Mm -hmm. I, I just stumbled upon it. It was one of those things where I was like, I don't see how you can do that success, like, in, like, quote-unquote, ethically, morally, whatever the fuck right. those mean. That Those words mean, like, in those eight-foot cages, in, right. you know, racks. Well, it's like you're putting, a, you're putting a 18, 20-foot animal into a, I mean, a... I've seen some small cages for those big yeah. retics, man. Like, you know, it's don't put a 20-foot snake into a 8 by 2 by 2 Yeah, yeah, like, that makes no sense. Simply, it's not going to yeah. work. Especially an animal that even at its size, it's still going to be arboreal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I was actually talking to some of the people from the ARS uh, racks because mm -hmm. I use those for, for my ball pythons. Yeah. And I was telling them, like, hey, like, can you, have you thought about, like, maybe, like, retrofitting some of these to have a little bit more space in between so you can fit some lighting, right. a different kind of, like, top where there's more ventilation where the lighting can go through? Yeah. Because these would also make really good lizard racks if they you would. were to just, like, do stuff like that. He's like, oh, it's just not anything that we're thinking about right now. He's like, thanks for the idea. And I'm like, well, I hope you guys do it because, I mean, I keep blue tongues in similar racks. Yeah. but. This is, like, the movement that I'm going towards, and I would still love to use your products. Right. But, like, what's the future for that? Because it, be, it would be great for a better, quote-unquote, industry standard. Right. For those kinds of things. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. I, my personal opinion, I don't hate racks. Yeah. I, I understand the use of them. Yeah. Um, I've, I, I have some. You yeah. know, we, we keep some of our snakes in racks. Yeah. Um, but I think that how you set up the tub is important i think that uh providing a oversized tub for the species that you have is important because i mean take a a baby hognose snake for example you know they're a tiny little worm um if someone were to put them in a 28 quart tub or a 10 gallon enclosure uh -huh. the 10 gallon enclosure is going to look better right yeah, yeah, yeah um but the 28 quart tub has more floor space um, so if you had an option like that with, you know, where you can provide lighting and you can, you're essentially recreating an enclosure that you would, you would do normally with a tank, but you have belly heat yeah, already yeah. built in. Um, if you have lighting, perfect, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, basically what I'm getting at is I think it's really important how you set up the tub if you're going to go yeah. that route. I have a buddy of mine that breeds blue tongues that... You know, uh, specifically those retic racks, the ones yeah. that are like like eight feet, like yeah. eight feet, like, those massive ones. Yeah. yeah. So he started putting his blue tongues instead of CB seventies. He mm -hmm. puts them in there, and he rigged UV light in there. Yep, I've you seen know? people do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, exactly. And like he's got the mom to give birth, and mm -hmm. then even raised the babies a little bit with the mom, where the mom isn't trying to like predate on the babies. Right. You know, he has like a solid like situation going on there, and I'm like, damn, dude, like this is it like yeah. this is this this could be the future yeah. you know like we just got to get there we just got to like throw out a little bit of that old school mindset right you know understand that in the end of the day like as much as these animals are profitable quote unquote for right. us you know they are not just a commodity right you know they are a living thing that you know the way that i see it is like they're offering me a living i should do my best to offer them as much as possible i agree hell and yeah i think that's important to uh 
like I've always said it, the passion comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, if the money's, if the, you know, if, if as a result you're a successful breeder that can live off of what you make, yeah, great. That's a, that's a successful byproduct. That's what everyone wants, mm-hmm. right? If you're if you're wanting to go that route, but the passion and the care of the animals and like all of that should come first. Yeah, yeah. you shouldn't. Don't work with stuff that you don't want to work with just because you think there's money in it. Yep. Um, work with what you want to work with and give those animals the best life possible. Because at the end of the day, they rely on us. There's no other. If you are the sole owner, they don't. There is no one else providing sustenance and uh, the essentials to them other than you. Yeah. So it's important to give them what they need. Hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much. It yeah, was for sure, a man. pleasure talking to you, dude. Yeah, likewise. Hell yeah. I'm sitting here with... The, oh, we're live. Yeah, we're fucking live already, oh, bro. no. With the fucking prettiest I fucking... I wasn't ready. Hey, I got the great hair, though. Yeah, he's the prettiest reptile <laughs> keeper in fucking Daytona right now, dude. It's crazy. Oh, man. People, mainly men, love me. So. I love you, dude. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I and know. I'm kind of a man. I'm half the size of one. Honestly, you make me feel good because oh I'm God. usually I'm the glad half of the that man, I'm but you make me feel so big. It's yeah, so nice. yeah. Oh, hey, pause, hey, dude. Hey, heavy hey, pause, hey. my guy. You make me feel like a, a normal man, so thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm glad that my pain is your gain. Because it's usually that for me. I'm okay. usually people, I'm the pain and, you know, people's gain. But All right. it's nice for, to be like, you know. Okay. Well, I appreciate you, my dude. Hey, <laughs> I love you, bro. You Listen, know. let's let's uh, let's talk about this fucking blue tongue market right now, my guy. Ooh, how good it is, you mean? Yeah, it's the best market. So, it, <laughs> so like most markets, it's gone down. Yeah. Um, but the pet market's still good. It's just lower than what it's been the past few years. You know, uh-huh. before like we could list classic pets for like four hundred dollars and yeah. they would sell. Right now, anything above two fifty is kind of rough. Yeah, and th- and that's crazy because dude, we were selling classics a couple years ago for three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, I know Th- 300, 400, f- like even five. Yeah, bro, for some of them, like I'm telling you, before we could post it on Fauna for and it would be sold in five minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. But the good thing about um, the market going down is that it's proving that the market is healthy because what comes up must go down and vice versa. You know, and eventually it's gonna find its peak. It's gonna you know keep in that valley kind of thing. Uh, so, this is my spiel for people to invest in blue tongues right now. It's, it's actually a great time if you want, if you you know have the money yeah, to yeah. invest. It's a, the best time because everything is really low. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get some really high quality animals for yeah. very low prices. People, I would I spent fifteen hundred dollars on my first magma. Okay, the first one that I had. Okay, I don't know how much they're going for right now, but they're definitely not selling for that much. You know? No, not at all. You I'm know? selling some magma line stuff right now that are nice for like 500. Yeah, dude, it's so, crazy. I know. Yeah, but again, like for anybody that's been interested, you know, it's it's gonna come back up. You know, uh, mm-hmm. something that that was uh, one of your friends said this weekend that we had a conversation with him is that you know a big issue with the blue tongues would be that you can't sex them. Yes. You know, and I, I feel like I do get a lot of people that want to know the sex of the babies like right away. You know, um, I feel like an experienced keeper can kind of see the babies and be like, like after keeping them for a while and seeing how they're like holding weight, just seeing how they're growing and stuff like that. You yes. can kind of start picking apart like this was probably going to be a female. You know, this one might be six months old, but every time I go into the enclosure, it's always tail wagging and it always keeps its weight. Yes. That's probably going to be your female. Yes, but you know? it takes time. Yeah. So like you said, you got to like 
be there with the animal, have it. You can't just look at an animal. Like when you're looking through the yeah. show, and you're like, I like this one's color. You're not going to be able to tell if it's a male yeah, or female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even as an adult, it's tough. Yeah. So I think that is a, a big problem, especially for people who have aspirations for breeding. Yeah. You know, because those are people that are going to spend more money on these animals. Yeah. The pet people, I don't think they really care if it's a male or a female. Um, yeah. So I don't really think that that affects that market too much. But the people who like have aspirations to breed, yes, 100%. If we had yeah. like some test or something we could do, I think that would help out the market a lot. I, I sent blood in. Um, so, you know, some of the people in my family breed birds, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they'll do, they'll send in blood samples to sex the babies. Mm -hmm. um, and what I've done is that my you know we sent in blue tongue sex uh blue tongue blood to see if they ca they could get sex unfortunately they couldn't um yeah yeah they couldn't figure it out from the blood i don't know why um but if we are able to figure out genetically what the animal is like that's something that i would definitely invest in yeah a hundred percent and i know with other animals you could do it with the with the sheds but yeah. i don't know if anyone's tried it with the blue tongues yeah it might be the similar issue like yeah man that's you can't even like they don't they're not sexually dimorphic at all which is it, it kind of sucks yeah, yeah to be honest but if there's if there's a way i think the more blue tongues are studied probably the more likely they would be to be able to sex it with blood or shed because that's yeah. a dna thing yeah and the thing is if there's not that much info on it that's probably why they can't they don't really like yeah, know yeah, how yeah, to yeah. sex it um yeah and i think like dude like i mean how long have i been doing this and even now like Sometimes I'll, I'll have animals and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know what sex it is. And I put them together and they're not. Or some of them I will know. And then I'll even send you pictures. I'm like, yo, you need to fucking help me. <laughs> like, I need a second opinion on some of this shit. You know? You know, it's funny. Some of the morphs, too. Like, I've noticed, for example, Swedish stuff. Yeah. A lot of them look female and they're male. So there's even certain morphs that l tend to look more like one but is actually the other. It's it's really weird. And now, I, I mean, working with it long enough, I kind of know now. Like, one of my friends got one of our skinks from her. You ask anybody else who's not worked with that line, they'll be like, that's a female. That's a female. But I look at it, I was like, dude, that's a male. Like, yeah, I've yeah. had, I have a lot of males that look like females that look just like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it yeah. makes it makes it even harder, man. Yeah. But dude. I don't know. I don't know what we can do to really. I'll tell you what. Let's talk positivity about the blue oh, okay. What are the projects that you think are going to be the next, like, hit blue tongues? Obviously, I mean, fucking the ivories crashed before they fucking flew yeah. off but the important part about getting the ivory in as many collections as possible is to diversify that blood like yes. i'm okay with the fact that they dropped in price like it sucks yes. that i invested so heavily into it but you win some you lose some right now i want to take mine to dark stuff i want to take mine to red stuff and then meet it back eventually um, maybe breed some of those together to create the ivories and get a little bit of the investment back, but it's about diversifying the blood. You know, um, the ivory is a good one. Is there anything else that you think is like coming soon? Just to expand on the ivories, um, I have noticed some ivories retain color a little bit more. Like yes. I have one that was, I, when it was younger, it was a lot, had a lot of red. Yep. But now it still has some red and pink. And I wonder with a lot of like outcrossing, like you were saying, uh -huh. if that's going to be able to retain the color. Because the one thing that sucks about ivory, how it's kind of a dead end gene almost where you can't really do too much unless you make mix it with other mutations like yeah. albino mel you know melanistic they make stuff the gray like that ones. not yeah, yeah not like line bread traits yeah which is mostly what we have available but so a couple things with that 
Uh, the first thing I'll say is that a lot of, you're going to start seeing in the future people uh, crossing Northerns with IJs, Northerns with yes. Easterns, so that way we can keep the, you know, keep the inbreeding as far back as possible uh, and also to be able to put in new mutations like the melanistics and the ivories and then the second thing is that i like the name ivory because i think it better suits what the animal is mm -hmm. compared to what they call it in australia which is the white northern mm -hmm. because to me it reminds me specifically of the ivory uh in ball pythons mm -hmm. right and the ivory and ball pythons people thought very similar oh it's just going to be uh you know, white snake, it's going to have a little bit of yellow in the head, a little bit of gray, and that's it. It's just going to be white as an adult. But what they found is two things. When you mix it with leopard, mm -hmm. pattern comes out into that white. Hmm. You know, and leopard is a, not only does it make it uh, like funky as far as a pattern, but it's a darker gene. And then when you mix it with Enchi, it also helps with it uh, because that is a brighter and also messes with the pattern. So, that's why my thought process is that if I put it into red, maybe I could figure out a way to bring out some of the, the reds or pinkest hues. And mm -hmm. in the similar sense where the melanistic blue tongues, um, they, the hyper melanistics, they have the red flames. I'm like, yes. maybe we can get there with the ivory. It's a white animal with pink flames. And then maybe we could bring out the pattern even more if we put it with our darker stuff, not the hyper melanin stuff, but just darker lines. Or even if we come out with some pattern mutations. Yeah. That might be... I, I think there's going to be a lot with the hybrids. Yeah. I think the ivory or any of these other genes might... It, it, it might change it a lot. So yeah. that's what I'm really excited for. I think the hybrids are going to be a game changer. I 100%. think it's going to bring a lot of excitement back yeah. into blue tongues. Yeah. And it's going to you know make the market go back yeah. up to where it was yeah um especially like you said like there's albinos in the in the indonesians yeah. um and there are other mutations yeah. you can start mixing them together like i have it might uh, i don't know if it's an albino maruki or it might be a hypo but like mixing that with the ivory mixing that with the reds yeah. mixing that with the hypocalicos so i've talked to you plenty of times about yeah. the hypocalicos i yeah. still haven't been able to produce any um just because we just moved into a new location. Actually, I had a really bad year because of that. The yeah. first cycle, they cycled late. You know, they started breeding late, yeah. and so I had a lot of slugs it, it's, and it's, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's bound to happen. The same thing happened to me when I had done the move to Central Florida. But, so, but with yeah. the hypo calicos, like I've seen outcrosses. Yeah. I have some outcrosses, and the way it, it to me, it almost acts like an enchi. Uh -huh. Again, I've only seen a very, very. I've only seen a couple yeah. of outcrosses because that's all there's really been. But it brightens the animal so much. And I'm like, dude, it's going to look very cool in reds. Yeah. I'm going to mix it with some high black stuff, see what that does, the ivories. So I'm going to have, I'm going to put that Do stuff a lot. With a lot. So hopefully, oh, with all these new mutations and, and, you know, like if stuff pops up, that's what's going to get attention back on them, uh -huh. back on this case. And that's what's going to drive the market back up, that excitement. Yeah, so I, I agree. I'm actually really excited. It might be down right now, yeah. but I'm really, really excited to see what the yeah. future has. Something that uh, Ron St. Pierre said in one of the podcasts that I did with him is that uh, I think it was the first one that we spoke about uh, how he's keeping his blue tongues. But more, more importantly was that if we kept the lines pure, the project, the blue tongue project would just be a dead end yeah. because eventually the animals will be so fucking inbred because we're not bringing in any new ones. You cannot bring anything in from Australia, you know, but we, the species, Teliquus concoides, you have different kinds. You do have some IJs. You do have the Easterns. Uh, fucking even the technically, what, what's it called? The tannin bars mm -hmm. are skinkoides uh, chimera. Chimera. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there, there's option with mixing it into like creating some hybrids. And even though like the hybrid thing is like a hot topic, 
the the point is is that we're trying to keep them in the pet trade and we're trying to keep them as healthy as possible and have them as a future staple as a pet because they are the best pet lizard in my opinion you know it's yeah. the same thing that they did with the carpet pythons you know some people were able to keep like the darwins mm -hmm. uh, like the albinos and shit like that they were able to keep them pure you know but you know some people cross them with um, with the exantics mm -hmm. which are a different like uh, from Species, a different yeah. a different area um, and in the end yeah technically it's a either an integrator or a hybrid but it's still gonna make the animal that much better and more it's giving the animal a future kind yeah. of thing you know? yeah look at like we were talking about earlier the gammas yeah like those are the amazing animals that yeah. that came out of those crosses you know so that's yeah. that's what i want to do with skinks that's what i'm gonna focus on yeah, yeah. i mainly do the northerns right now but yeah. like i said that maruki man yeah yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. even I'm gonna, the fucking patternless marukis that they have here yeah Sick, dude. yeah i mean yeah and you actually thank you for the one you gave me man yes. uh, that one's amazing that one hopefully in like a year two years is gonna breed uh -huh. and I'm, i want to i want to see what that does with like red northerns like a yeah, patternless dude. red northern yeah, like, yeah, oof, yeah where there's no bars just straight red or even yellow or any yeah, of that yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, obviously, the the Fuego project is the best in the fucking world. Oh, for sure. <coughs> hey, all my red babies are from that Fuego project, from Hell that yeah. mail I got from you. He's amazing. Hell yeah, dude. He breeds everything. Good, bro. I mean, everything. Just like even you. Just like hey, that's weird, dude. Hey, he got it from his dad. You know. Hey, I'm his dad. <laughs> yeah, I know. There that's we what go. I'm he got it from yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Yeah, dude, I'm definitely excited for our skinks. Um, I'm not, I'm not bummed out by it. Like Me some people, you know what I am happy about is how many of the people got out of it. I know it's the people that would stop everybody in their fucking tracks. That you know, and and that's one of the reasons why the fucking market crashed is that people would come into the hobby. They are brand new into the blue tongues. They bought an Almahera. You know, and they're like, hey, this is the blue tongue that I just bought. Like, I'm so excited. They're trying to show their excitement about being part of a new community. And then you have these fucking people that have been breeding them for 20 years. They're like, well, it's you, you actually wanted a northern and this one's going to fucking die because you can't keep the humidity oh and the God. fucking this. And they're just like, yo, like, I'm just trying to be a part of this. And you guys are shitting on me right at the start. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. You know, Dude, trust me, I was in the middle of that. Yeah. I got kicked out of most of those groups because I helped a friend sell the hybrid which i clearly labeled hey this is a northern ij cross yeah you labeled it literally you weren't trying to label it anybody. i labeled it in the title i labeled it in the description you even put, when you put it on the group or what, what or rather when when you commented on it yeah. on the with the group and stuff like that you're like yo like this is not mine this is i'm selling it for a friend yes. like i didn't do this yes you know like but even then like it's just like who the fuck are you dude yes yeah and they would come attack and i think they really discouraged a lot of people yeah uh, they did a lot of damage also i think you know Brian Barczyk, like, kind of, you know, he was making a lot of videos on Skinks for a bit. Uh -huh. And that just drove the hype up yeah. real bit. Cause That's why I got into him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. I was influenced by that too. Yeah. I would see what he, when he went to Australia, the albinos and melanistas. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, yo, yeah, yo, yeah. yo, the lavas. I was like, oh, I need that. Yeah, I yeah. still need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, but like you said, like, I'm not bummed out about it because I truly love these animals just like you. Yeah. So whether they're selling for a hundred dollars, whether they're selling for five thousand dollars, I don't care. I'm gonna always have them because I do love them. Yeah. I don't yeah. do this for the money. Yeah, I do this full time, and I need to make money, but I, I do this because I love that animal. And it, blue tongues, more than anything, excite me because of how raw they are. It's still very early stages 
yeah. on their potential. So it's like that gets me so excited. Yeah. Look yeah. at Crested Geckos, man. They've been around for a long time. People have been breeding it for a long time. Now the morphs are coming out. Yeah. Now the the Xanthics, the cappuccinos. And the, the best part is that there is a way to produce and people know how to produce them exactly. so now that these morphs are coming out dude it's just like they're gonna be a plethora of the even exactly. though right now it's gonna and i'm gonna talk to tiki about it later even though right now like it money's a bit tight because of like crescent geckos there's mm -hmm. a lot of people into them they're pretty easy to saturated, produce yeah. you know it's, it's saturated but it's just like dude like look at ball pythons yeah there's ball pythons fucking everywhere mm -hmm. and people are to this day that are in niche projects like they're selling fifteen thousand dollar animals like it, it doesn't matter like if the it doesn't matter that the market is saturated it's about what you're doing in that market to stick out in the middle of that saturation i know? couldn't agree more and Hell yeah people don't realize like yeah you know people talk crap about ball, ball, ball pythons they're basic but they're literally the backbone of the reptile industry yeah, yeah, yeah. this exists because of ball pythons yeah so you're welcome even yes. though i'm mad late to the game yeah you're, you're very late <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy um in a couple of months i'm sure we're going to be at another show together and yeah. you will be keeping carpets outside and yes. that's when whenever that happens we will talk about so it carpets, i want to know your experience uh, outside I'll tell you, carpets uh-huh red tails uh-huh and doomerals all right so there will be a part two to this eventually and yes. we'll see how it's going thank you sir oh pleasure oh we yeah you're trying to shake me or the mic the what are mic. you doing man what we, are you doing man? we could shake something else if you want hey and that was that on camera good, good. how <laughs> you doing man good man how are you i'm okay i'm doing my best yeah <laughs> <laughs> listen the first thing i want to ask you is have you gotten any feedback from our podcast with us arc florida so we did. We did get some people. Some people thought that Chucky and I were going to go like ham at it. But we're like, no, man. I mean, we could have difference of opinion and still be friends. And yeah, still, yeah, yeah. You know, we agreed to disagree. Yeah. But uh, we've had some good. A lot of people have told me they like that we did that. You know, they like that we, we were able to get together and, you know, yeah. put it out there and have a discussion and a respectful discussion. And you know what? It's I, I've gotten that. But then I was also talking to Daniel, and he was telling me, he's like, bro, people are, like, complaining about the fact that we didn't, like, yell at each other. Um, and it, it is what it is. The, the, the coolest part was is that because of that, we were able to uh, get Chuck to talk with Elizabeth today. Yeah. I had a conversation with Phil Goss. Chuck had a conversation with Phil Goss. And even though, like, in the end of the day, he still doesn't agree with them. Yeah. Like, it, it's all right, dude. Like, we can have these difference of opinions, and we yeah. just do our thing, man. Yeah, and listen... At the end of the day, we planted the seed. Yeah, dude. Maybe he doesn't like USR today, but maybe another day. <laughs> As a matter of fact... Um, this is sponsored by USR. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're they're coming out with uh, USR. Uh, well, Daniel was talking to him. They did a little podcast yeah. together, which will probably be some point in this video. Um, they were talking about that USR Florida is trying to come out with kind of like a... How do I say? Not a rescue program, but allow keepers that are part of usr yeah. to be there whenever they're you know somebody needs to go catch an animal because of like yeah. for example this ball python thing that just happened in saint augustine where somebody some asshole released a bunch of ball pythons you yeah. know um so it's like yeah but we can have keepers that are part of this industry go deal with that you know yeah. and those are going to be the people that know how to do the thing yeah and exactly. chuck chuck was straight up telling him like i'd be down to do that kind of shit you know yeah. like because it you know, even though, like, I'm not for this organization, like, it's still helping the environment. It's helping this industry kind of thing. And, you know, yeah. so positive things come out of good conversation, even if there's discrepancy between each other. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, you know, 
you have to have some sort of conversation about it. You know, yeah. you have to be willing to get in, you know, on the table, talk about the differences, and then you could find, you know, a middle ground. That's like, yeah. at, that's just at, with any relationship, yeah. with any friendship that you have, you may have disagreements, but you got to come to, you know, you know, a middle ground. You, you, yeah. you figure it out. And that's, that's why. That's it's politics, it's bro. It's, there you it's, go. It's politics. Look at that. We brought bo politics into reptiles. Yeah. We did it, guys. <laughs> We're like the government. <laughs> All right, look. What's up with this crested gecko market, bro? People are freaking oh out. God. You know, I was talking to Manny about uh, the blue tongue market yeah. and how we were. I was telling him, like, dude, like, even if something drops, like, that's just proof that the market is healthy. Yeah. You know, because like things are gonna go back up, dude. They're gonna find their place. Like, this is such an important part for people that are actually really inter interested yeah. in this to come in and invest into this. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it what it does too is it weeds out the people who are just getting into it for the money. Yeah. So you, you have a lot of breeders that they saw the, the COVID bubble, yeah. they saw the boom, and they saw what people were selling crested geckos for, and they're like, oh, this is a great business. I'm going to get a couple. Yeah. Now, you know, it's we're like all the way down, and uh -huh. people are like, well, I'm not seeing these numbers that, you know, Asiantics are down like, Man, Exantics last year, you could find $20,000 Exantics. Now they're like $3,000. Yeah. Now, it's going to weed a lot of people out, but, you know, rightfully so. Sometimes that's how you have to find out that you're not into yeah, the, the yeah, business yeah, that you're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, know, you got to do it through the to, yeah. through the tough times and the good times. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, you might never be able to get an Exantic oh, at yeah. that price anymore. Oh, no, you most likely will never no, get to, it's exactly. not, It doesn't usually work that way. Exactly, and I think that we're going to be dealing with this just general like market drop maybe for another year because yeah. um, what I've seen, it's also the same thing with some people that got into ball pythons is that you know during COVID, people bought a shit ton of ball pythons yeah. and then they bred them, got the babies to, to hatch and realize, oh, shit, I bought 20 females and now I have, you know, like let's say... 50 animals math math math, math. Uh, 50 animals to feed you know my rodent bill just went up three times yeah you know and it's just like fuck dude like yeah now they're gonna want to get out of this shit now it's yeah. real now it's you know? a lot of work yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't it was a hobby it was fun and now yeah. it's like actual work yeah, yeah 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 but you know and then the the couple good people th they'll stay you know yeah. they'll stay and you know it, it makes the hobby better yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think um, just like anything else, it goes up and down, you know. Yeah. And any any business ever, you're not going to escape that. Yeah. You know, but the thing about animals is that it is a living creature and you yeah. don't, you know, you got to feed the damn thing. Yeah. And you can't just go on vacation and forget about it. And yeah. if you're not 100% invested in this, it's going to show real quick. Yeah, it's so, a liability. Yeah, it's like, exactly. what's the thing that people always tell you not to invest in? They're yeah. like, buy assets, not liabilities. Yeah. It's like, no, we did liabilities. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, dude. Um, now, you got those uh, white-ish crested geckos. Yeah. Um, what, have you got it? Not crested geckos, sorry, the gargoyle geckos. Have you gotten those to breed yet? Yeah, so, yeah. We, so we do have a bunch of... So what I think it is is a simple recessive. Uh -huh. So I have, in, my, in theory, I have a whole bunch of heads. You uh -huh. know. Now, this next coming season, next year, 2024, we're going to put... I have two visuals that came that are full siblings that came from the same breeder uh-huh uh and next year i'm going to put you know daughters from each of them each of them and 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 try to produce more visuals yeah yeah but to separate the the blood a bit yeah to, yeah to, to, it's somewhat kind of diversified and obviously i've bred them to a whole a variety of different animals from all types of different bloodlines yeah. some reticulated some red striped you know a bunch of different stuff uh, but I think that there's already some people like every now and then 
I get tagged or or pictures sent to me from animals that are in in China or Korea that are the same exact thing that I have. Yeah. So it's out there. And Paul and Kelly from Rackhouse and Eclipse Exotics, they have produced one. They have produced multiple, but only I think only one's been viable uh-huh. out of that pair. And it, so it's definitely like I, I'm pretty confident it's a simple recessive, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna start hatching out our visuals next year. Yeah. Pretty confident in I, that. I I personally uh, prefer a gargoyle over a crested gecko, so that's yeah. something that I'm super excited for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that I've spoken to you a couple times that I've been trying to breed these gargoyles for the longest fucking time, and for some reason I couldn't figure it out. But I have babies now, yeah, dude. Nice. I did the dude, thing, I told dude. You. I'm patient now. <laughs> I did it. First, I fucking copy Manny. I do the blue tongues. Now, now I'm you. <laughs> oh, dude, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Um, you know, now that I was able to reproduce them, I'm starting to consider uh, getting a little more more heavy invested into it. Yeah. That's kind of always my thing. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to go like balls deep if I can't figure it out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. for your your. I know, projects. man. I'm super excited. The gargles, honestly, have been always kind of like one step behind the cresteds. Uh-huh. But I think when we start to see all these morphs, mm-hmm. you know, like like real like genetic mutations that yeah. people are can start to get behind and start to get excited and we can start making combos uh-huh. it's gonna blow up just like the crescent market yeah, yeah you know yeah. maybe it won't obviously it, it was like the perfect storm for the crescent market to blow up with covid and everything uh-huh. and the new and caps and all these things all at the same time and uh-huh. the prices skyrocketed but at the end of the day that doesn't make a healthy market because it just means like the drop is that much more yeah. harder you know if if they wouldn't have if covid and all these things wouldn't have happened like it did the prices would have dropped but not as much yeah, it wasn't yeah, going to yeah. be as drastic yeah so i think it's going to be with gargoyles it's going to be something like that where you know we're going to see a, a spike in the prices especially when i prove these things out and i could you know and i have proof i'm like nope this is recessive look look what i have done yeah and and obviously Deadpool stuff and, and there's a, a ton of really, really good lines out there, man. It's just like people need to get start marketing them. Yes. And once they start to realize, okay, this is also a marketing. You, when you got a business, yeah. you got to market your business. I, the thing is, is that I think that the majority of reptile people just aren't business people. Yeah. And that's the, that's a reality. You see, yeah. at a, you know, a lot of these local reptile shows, people that don't really put a lot of effort. It really is just a hobby for them. Yeah. Or they might just think. Fine. They might think they're doing business, but it's just like, yo, like you got to put a little more thought into it, a little more effort, so that way you stick out against the the same guy that has your same tablecloth and your yep, logo, your same ball yeah. pythons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. dude. Yeah, man. And I know that you guys are starting to keep a lot of a lot more stuff than usual outside. Um, obviously, Manny's starting to get crazy into these fucking snakes and shit like that. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, have you ever considered putting any of the new cow stuff outside? I know that a lot of people say like, oh, it's Florida's going to be too hot, Florida's whatever, yeah. whatever, but people have done it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah. But, you know, what Ron told me, he's like, we have like 100 crested geckos outside. I don't know if he was fucking with me, if he was exaggerating, but he does have some crested geckos outside. Uh-huh. And I, I'm, I'm meaning to go talk to him and go see and, yeah. and check out his place and just pick his brain about how he's doing it. I have kept, I put one crested gecko outside last year to kind of experiment. And um, during the summer months, I noticed it started slowing down a little bit. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to put it inside. Yeah. I didn't want it to just die yeah. or something. But um, I'm sure that, you know, New Caledonian is a, a, a subtropical island. It, it gets, it gets, you know, it's pretty breezy. It gets, it's a little bit cooler than here on average. 
but you know there's 90 degree days over there too you know so like if i'm sure if they're like in shade you know and they're not in direct sunlight they'll survive they'll be fine yeah yeah so uh chucky's been doing it yeah Chuck chucky told me. I with just some to him. yeah so just a couple snake plants um yeah. <clears throat> under a, a big tree yeah um so i think i'm gonna do the same thing i think yeah. i'm gonna try it um yeah you know obviously if the animals are crashing i'm not gonna fucking whatever the only yeah. thing that i'm worried about is that it gets colder up where i'm at yeah. So How obviously, cold is it? like thirties, right? Yeah, it can get there. Yeah, so you gotta th- bring that'll them bring in them at in. that point. Yeah. At, as a matter of fact, I'm even worried about the fucking felsuma. Last year, I had one cage with felsuma that I was bringing in and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah. No, and we, now I have a lot more. We have, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. So, felsuma for sure. You gotta bring in during the cooler months. We've had, we've had animals that, during a really really cold snap, they just they didn't make it. Yeah. Um, and we bring them inside. We bring all the animals inside when it starts getting like below 40. Yeah. But uh, even then, sometimes like just a consistent cold, like just it, they yeah, don't do good. Yeah, fucks with them. Yeah, yeah. It messes with them. Yeah. Hell yeah, so, dude. But yeah, with, with the the New Caledonian stuff, I'll I'll probably try again. I'll experiment, especially after talking to Ron and, and Chuck that yeah. they've been keeping theirs outside. Am I gonna move my whole facility outside? No. No. No, but like but, some of like the. But it's good to know. Yeah, and then you could do. You know, some of your pet grade stuff, that's just the shit that goes outside, you yeah. know? You know, you're really, like, heavily invested stuff stays inside where you can yeah. be a little bit more controlled, you yeah. know? And, and, and the main problem, this is something that, that Paul at Rack House uh, told me, and it's it's very true. The, the reason why, you know, when people say, you know, over 85 degrees, including me, I would say this all the time, over 85 degrees and your geckos could die real quickly, is because if the humidity is super low over 85 degrees is going to dry out the gecko and it's going to dehydrate it like that. Yeah. So if, you know, obviously in Florida, we got insane humidity. Yeah. So the humidity is high. It's a well hydrated animal. They're, they're going to be able to tolerate those higher temperatures. Yeah. Like 100%. And we're seeing it. Like it's, you know, there's people out there that are already keeping them outside. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting. We'll put some outside again. I'm going to try it out. Um, but I definitely want to go over Ron's place and pick his brain about it. Yeah. Uh, that guy's both, a fucking genius. Yeah, both dude. Ron and Heather, you know, they're just... Yeah, Heather too. Yeah, Heather, they're brains, man. They fucking yeah. think and they oh really God. are like... That is her pedoculture. Yeah. Like, that is no, that. And, and the cool thing about them um, is that they're old school guys. I mean, Heather, not, not, not as much as Ron, with all due respect, but... Ron's like old school guy. Mm-hmm. Old, you're old as fuck, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> but but he's like he's yo. Involved. He won an award. Did you he's see a, that shit? He's involved with the hobby, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. He's doing stuff better than like uh, young keepers. Yeah, you know, like he's he's not. And he's still he, trying to move evolves. forward. Yeah, he keeps you know? mo- and like, he keeps innovating. And yeah, kudos to them. I I, I, I respect I f- them so I much. I forgot who it was that I was talking to. I don't know if it was on this podcast. So I'm so sorry if I'm fucking repeating myself, but. Um, when he started explaining to me about how he's keeping, uh, about how they're keeping the blue tongues outside, uh, and from what I understand, like the blue tongues really are like more like a heather thing, similar to the bearded dragons, uh, and so I was like, okay, I need to figure out a way to do a similar setup that works with the kind of materials that I use. So I came up with a setup, and I'm like about to implement it, and then one of the last times I spoke to them, he was like, yeah, we're about to change it up. We're gonna do this. We're gonna bigger enclosures. This, and I'm like. Fuck, man, I thought I had the roadmap now. Now yeah. I don't know shit, dude. It's yeah. been a year, dude. <laughs> you know, and yeah, they're they're just brains, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, as a matter of fact, like it's like 
whenever I get into conversations around them, I don't even talk. Like, I just yeah. listen. It's one of those yeah. things. Like, I just, yeah, you know? No, I know. Listen, man. I know, dude. Trust me. I want to go there, smoke a cigar. I don't know if Ron's smoking a cigar, but we could just talk. And you I would, smoke the cigar. I will just <laughs> listen all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are a book of books yeah. of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Heather, too, yeah. Yeah. Now, future of Tiki's. What's coming up new? What, what do you want to promote? Like, what's coming out? Um, so, well, when does this come out? Uh, a clip of it will come out next week, and then the full thing comes out in two weeks. Okay. Well, so we're doing, we're constantly doing a bunch of sales and yep. stuff. Um, I'm obviously excited about, uh, I'm breeding more um, the gargoyles than ever. I'm, I'm, I'm popping out a bunch of gargoyles. <laughs> 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 a bunch of really nice red stripes. We got the A-Melanistic or yep. what, I, what I call the A-Melanistic project, the white gargoyle project. And just overall, man, I'm just really excited about crested geckos right now. There's so much more information that there was um just a couple years ago like a lot of people have done so much, such great work in like really you know breaking down each and each particular morph and gene and trait and saying okay no this is actually a codom where people are incomplete dominant this is a recessive mutation where before we used to think oh you put two crested geckos together and you pop out some random shit yeah. no, no 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 we just haven't paying enough attention yeah 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 Snake people, ball python people, and leopard gecko people have been ahead of the game. They've had more time, but now we're catching up. There we so go. I'm just super excited to breed in general. Yeah, beautiful, my friend. Thank you so much, man. Well, anytime, bro. Hell yeah. Thank you. There's nothing better than the smell of coffee in the morning, okay? There's also nothing better than the smell of reptiles in the morning. Psych. Reptiles with coffee. That's the smell you want. The strongest coffee, all right? We have it for you. Head on over to the description or go to coldbloodedcaffeine.com and use the code REPTILESWITH to get your Reptiles With Coffee today. We're sitting here with Trey from Cold Blooded. Um, is it, it's caffeine. Caffeine. Yep. Caffeine. There yep. we go. So how many times do you get asked, is it cold-blooded co coffee, cold-blooded caffeine, cold-blooded cafe? It gets, well, yeah. So we do we do get mixed up with cold-blooded cafe yeah, yeah. quite a bit mm -hmm. from being in the reptile world. Yeah. Like it's, a lot of times it shows and stuff yeah. when we're, we're there, we'll get confused. Coffee, um, there is another cold-blooded coffee, which is why we're not cold-blooded coffee. Yeah. So we purposefully did caffeine okay. um, to try to avoid that confusion yeah so i'm um, when you when you guys conceived this idea yep. right um what was the instinct to do this in the reptile world so i bred reptiles and kept reptiles for uh since like 2012 so mm -hmm. you know a good 10 years before eight year nine years before we started the coffee business yeah, so yeah. i was already kind of like connected a little bit within the reptile world yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where the idea came from is to merge the two businesses I was actually in the grocery store one day looking at coffee and noticed a Brazil coffee and a Colombian coffee and I was like man I've got Brazilian rainbow boas I've Colombian. got Colombian yeah. rainbow boas I've got BCI stuff you know and I was like oh that's interesting so then I looked into it a little bit more and was like oh this is actually like really good yeah, yeah, yeah. for for reptiles and in their environment um, Coffee's a shade plant, so you don't have to destroy old old growth forests yeah, yeah. to plant it. Um, there's studies that show reptile biodiversity increases in coffee plantations. Yeah. So it all just kind of came together. I, I was thinking reptiles, but we definitely made sure that we proved it out and made sure that it made sense in that idea. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great idea. When I first, I don't remember, 
I think it was Daytona that I first saw it because I, I think it, I sent you guys the message. Yeah. Like right after. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was an amazing idea. Um, so I'm Cuban Nicaraguan. That's okay. my that's okay. my heritage. So yeah. growing up, we always had coffee after work. Sure. You know, my Cuban grandma. We yeah. get home and literally like it it was ready for us. It, you it's know. just a part of the culture. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so. I was always into coffee, and when I saw that you were doing some of, of the affiliate programs with Bob's Balls, I know now you have it with, with uh, Adeline and stuff like yep. that, I was like, dude, like, I need to figure this out. Like, yeah. I, I need to be a part of this. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm real grateful that you guys accepted it, and it's been a big uh, hit. Y'all have been a great affiliate partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, glad. Yeah. Very I'm really active. Glad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. um, I believe in it. Yeah. I definitely believe in it. I have a similar thing where... You know, I would go into like the local supermarket here's Publix, yeah. and I go into Publix, and everybody has their like their their fancy, you know, different brand of coffee or whatever. Sure. And I'm like, dude, like this is perfect. I've yeah. even thought about like pitching it to some of the smaller local coffee shops, yeah. and just being like, oh, like you should sell this coffee. Like, yeah. This is good coffee. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're welcome to. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we can yeah. talk about for sure what that means. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that um, it, it's definitely been a big hit. Um, every time that I've gone to any of the reptile shows everybody's always raving about it as a matter of fact i I had somebody that was going to uh purchase one of the things of coffee and they were like oh are but is the company here and i'm like no 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 they're not and they were like well i like the other coffee better and i was like well go buy the coffee (laughs) and then on the other spectrum i've had people come up to the table be like oh this like this coffee here the reptiles with is the best one from the line right and you know it's i'm really i'm really happy with 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 the and we did that intentionally so we we wanted everyone's all of our affiliates coffee to be unique we didn't want you we didn't want to just rebrand our coffee yeah yeah as yours and because that's not unique to you that's not that people aren't going to be drawn in yeah unless they're just big fans of your brand which is Mm -hmm. great but we wanted you to also have people looking for you that you may not have and may not have ever bought a reptile from you Mm -hmm. because they tasted your coffee and they liked it and they wanted to get it from you yeah yeah as, as a matter of fact, I legitimately don't drink any other coffee. <laughs> the, o- the only time that I drink another coffee is if, like, I'm out and I'm sure, getting coffee sure, somewhere sure. else. But as far as, like, I'm making this coffee at home, yeah. you know, my wife gets home every day. She's like, oh, can I have coffee? And I'm yeah. like, yes, the reptiles yeah. with coffee, there the best go. coffee. <laughs> it's like a little commercial every <laughs> yeah, morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm real happy with it. The guys from uh, Tiki's Geckos, David, he yeah. likes it also. Great. 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 Um, and man thank you thank you so much for, for you know for doing this with us it's it's been great do you guys have anything like big and cool coming out anytime soon yeah so we we've got a new blend that's going to be launching soon um i can't say who it's with yet okay um but just stay tuned um, well i saw you guys traveled somewhere yes we did yeah yes. i won't so, say so, who it is but so, so there's a, there's a hint there it's a yeah. big it's a big hitter yeah um so be on the lookout for that we're also launching and i'll, I'll give you the exclusive on this one hell yeah um, we are launching a line of tea coming oh. up yeah yeah dude. yeah so we're doing we're doing a line of tea that's going to be coming out here hopefully in the next month or two i'm, okay. tr- I'm trying to get it before arlington okay we got to talk about that we got to i have an idea okay yeah with, with tea. We'll, okay. we'll talk offline about that one. yeah yeah, yeah for sure but well yeah. one more time i appreciate you do you want to like tag yourself like yeah, tell people where to find sure. you sure so uh check out coldbloodedcaffeine.com uh-huh. um we have a whole line not only of affiliate coffees but also signature coffees yep. some higher end like specialty locality coffees mm-hmm. um and then you can check us out on instagram facebook and youtube we're, yeah. we're pushing hard on the youtube as well Good. so check us out cold-blooded caffeine on all those platforms yeah. if and for the future if there's anything that i can do to help you guys out uh specifically i work in like uh, web development and stuff like that yeah. just let me know i'm really Absolutely. happy with your brand i'm really happy with what it is that you're doing 
I resonate with it, and yeah. I'm excited for your future. Thank you Appreciate so much, it, man. buddy. Thank you. Alrighty. We're sitting here with Dan the Turtle Man, the homie. Yeah. How you doing today, dude? I'm thriving, vibing. Yeah. Uh, very happy to be here. Um, I don't know. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm chilling. I'm not filming today, so I was like... It's vacation, like, vacation. It's, yeah, I just came back from the beach like yeah, yesterday, day before. So I'm hanging. Yeah, it's and fun. then like three weeks is Animal Con. Dude, last year was crazy because it they were one week apart. Yeah, it yeah. It was yeah. Daytona and then immediately Animal Con. Yeah. But I'm very excited for that. I'll yeah. Drive back down, make yeah. the little six hour trip, whatever it is. Oh, that's not that bad. Dude. I thought it was further. It's like six, six and a half. What state like are that. you in? Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. Like the oh, western right part a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should just go east coast, pop on 95, because I love 95. Hell yeah. And just <laughs> rocking. Yeah, I was east coast my whole life. Yeah. So yeah. Jersey, then Pennsylvania, and then I have family in South Carolina, and then I'd have family in Florida, so I would just... Back and forth, back and forth, back beep, and forth. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm super excited for Animal Con this year. I get to attend as an influencer. I saw that. Yeah. I was so excited. I was like... Yeah, My dude. Boy, yeah, Yoshi. dude. It's cool, man. It's cool. I got to see if I could. Uh, I had like sent them a message a little while ago about because they. I know that they were like sending messages about adding like staff or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I definitely want to take out the other guys from the podcast so that way they can go and hang out. Yeah. But yeah, dude, uh, I'm excited for a good weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. They have the yeah. little guest thing. Did yeah. you see that? Uh, no, so I have not. Okay, so they gave out a like guest form that okay. you can fill out. Oh so shit. You can bring. Okay. Like, a guest. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It says okay. only one, but I'm sure they wouldn't be mad if y'all. Are okay. you bringing podcast? Are you going to set up the podcast there? I okay. So I want I wanted to. I mean, obviously, all the stuff that's going on with bar check and stuff like that. I didn't oh, want to yeah, like yeah. be like. Oh, I don't want to be a it. problem, you know. And then I saw that Forrest is going to be podcasting also, and I was like, fuck. Oh, like I don't know if like it's I don't know how it's going to look me just being like, hey, can I also do this? Just be like. Forrest, let me use your equipment. Like, just send me Dude, the audio file. Everything's great. The good thing about this is that it's super mobile. I literally fit it in just one case, like a little case. So I could set up wherever. And then I also thought about renting a room at the hotel and just doing it from the room. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I got it. it it's kind of suspect if you do no, it that no, way, bro. No, no, no. I think that that's so. Um, I'm not going to, like, dive into this because I've okay. changed my content a little bit. Okay. But I'm going more of that crazy stupid because that's how I actually am. Okay. That would be funny. Like, I think that that would be gold. Yeah, like, dude. Like, that would be good. I actually have a planned video. Um, me, KJ, and Alex Duff. Okay. Uh, I want to do drunk cooking in the... Uh, Okay. In the hotel room, and because they're both Ohio boys, Kate just like, yeah, we're gonna like get hot dogs and like all that other stuff, and like make these special chili dogs or whatever yeah, that yeah. are like classic from Ohio. I was like, we can do that. Um, well, KJ will not be because I think because he, he, he's twenty, yeah. so he will definitely so he will not definitely do that. Definitely not do that because it's not allowed. Not allowed, and I'm yeah. a good boy. Yeah, um, but it would be funny and so that's um <laughs> a little bit more chaos fun yeah yeah no so. i think i think it'd be a cool idea i don't know if you like follow like any comedy podcast but um there's one specifically 
that some guy named Burt Kreischer does. That oh, whenever, yeah. yeah, whenever he's on tour, he'll like do one where it's just like, I mean, it's three mics and, and all the comedians just pass around the mics and just go on. So I'm like, damn, dude, like in my head, you know, that when we do this podcast, it's supposed to be more comedy based in the reptile industry, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, if we just did that, just like a bunch of us just hanging out and just passing around the mic, talking shit, just like the real hangout. So that way people can see it, Oh, you know? So uh, I've thought many a times. Okay. To just do like, reptiles after dark type deal yeah dude last year your here's your favorite uh here's your favorite influencer yeah and he's passing dan a joint like i'm not gonna (laughs) hit it but because i can't handle i can't even handle coffee bro yeah Uh, you know it's funny i make jokes you know i joke around a lot i'll Uh just be like they're like dan how are you amped up i'm like ketamine crack and they're like what (laughs) and then some of them take me seriously and i'm like no 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 no. it's definitely not that no yeah like i literally just am no it's like actually not that i can't even drink coffee my heart starts yeah beating too fast that's crazy dude. i drink water anyways comedy you guys should do the tiny mic i love my tiny mic Uh uh-huh it's not really high quality but Uh it's funny and it's like this little Little? stupid pissing freaking tiny mic so this is the this is the problem with that and not that not that it's a problem but i'm like because my background is music so I'm like okay. super picky with audio. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, it's, it's that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. I've definitely thought about it, and as, as a matter of fact, we thought about it with uh, Chuck because he's doing social media again for the shop. Yeah. So he's like, oh, we just gotta get a tiny mic and start interviewing customers and just ask them like ridiculous questions so that way they get discounts at the shop. Yeah, confirm. Kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I, yeah I ordered the stupid little piston thing from Amazon, yeah. and it's like. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. I like that, though. The comedy bit. Yeah. I was like, there's not enough. Yeah. Because um, in my opinion, every reptile tuber right mm-hmm. now just is kind of the same. You okay. got the people who live on a farm that are, uh-huh. like, vlogging the farm. Yeah. Um, or, like, whatever the heck. Um, you get the people that are, like, going to the reptile shows, just vlogging the reptile shows. And yeah. as fun as that is. Yeah. Dan wants to spend two months building a robot turtle that is controlled by a live turtle that shoots plastic straws yeah. at famous YouTubers. Yeah. Um, Dan wants to build a robot that makes a tortoise that goes 60 miles an hour because I think it would be funny. No tortoises would be put in danger. Jeopardy. Is it just audio or is it video too? Video too, video too. No tortoises will be put in jeopardy. Don't worry. I will use clever editing and you won't know the difference, but it'll... <laughs> Funny, stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, when is this gonna come out? I don't want someone to it'll take this idea. It'll be a week or two. Okay, then I'm not gonna say the other idea, but it's a really good one. And it'll be funny. Point being, like the snake discovery, I just went and uh-huh, did the, did the, the build off. Yeah, I'm almost done with that video, and it is just everyone else is like, "What up, gang? It's your boys yeah, at yeah. Snake Discovery, and now I'm gonna build a, 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 a snake discover." It's like cool. Mine is like just. Uh, not that crazy <laughs> crazy we yeah. got some no-no words yeah hell and, yeah dude. Uh, it's, it's i mean dude fun. like in the end of the day i think that the best way to get to know the people that you like to watch is definitely one through comedy but transparency and you got to give your authentic self and there's uh, you know a lot of the times behind uh, you know in front of the camera it's a persona you know and that's the shit that me personally i'm not about because the thing is, the thing is, is that I've tried doing the I'm walking around uh, this reptile show. I'm taking videos. This is this. This is that. And I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy that at all. I found that I really like doing this podcast. Number one and yeah. number two, we started doing videos. We haven't released them yet. They're gonna be like additional videos attached to the same channel that this podcast comes out. But it's like seven to ten minute videos, and it's like kind of some guessing games, and it you know we're pitting against each other doing like little things for challenges. 
Um, and, you know, it's like we are really being ourselves during those videos. It's not going to be the check out my reptile room, but it's more like, oh, this, these fun. are the people, you know, we're doing reptile related shit, but it's like we're having fun. You know, exactly. I love that. Are we allowed to curse on this? Of course, dude. Okay, so it's kind of like... fucking time. All right. So it's like, do I want to keep the persona of like, I am good and family friendly because that's what I have on my shorts or it's like, what's up, cocksuckers? Welcome back to the fucking podcast today. We're going to suck dick for money. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I don't... <laughs> like, I don't know. I so and so, I'm starting to let, uh, let the, let the yeah. cracks leak because yeah. um, one of my friends told me big popular boy um he's one of the like south florida fishing channels and he was like dan like that video the one that i released with the robot turtle it's um robot turtle versus famous youtuber this guy yeah. michael reeves i don't know if you know him but um he's like that video was you yeah. which is all over the place fast paced yeah. crazy way too much effort for a stupid fucking joke yeah and I'm like, but that's what I do. Yeah. Like, that's the me. I had to learn programming. I had to work on this thing for two months. I had to, like, fi- I had to build an app. I don't, yeah. I don't. How the fuck? I don't know how to build a fucking app. I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know how to do that. I had to learn how to do that because I thought it would be funny. And, uh, yeah, then I made the best eight. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Eight, eight and a half minute video yeah. of my life. And I was like, I need to do that. Um, another thing I want to so before Animal Con one of my friends and I were going to go herping whatever I think it would be funny um, if Batman went herping in the Everglades and I want to get just like a whole ass Batman outfit and like make it super cinematic and like go catching um, pythons and and I think that if that's authentically who you are and when people come up to you at these shows if that's authentically who they get then that's the shit that you got to do you know and, and the reality is is I, me personally, I literally seldom, seldom, seldom do I intake animal-related content. The only content that I take in is comedy and Marvel shit. That's it. That's the only fucking content. So when I look at like the actual YouTube channels that I follow, I'm like, I want to do those kinds of things for the industry that I'm in. That you is know? literally exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and that's... Um, the only reason I've been able to do that is because of like all the bullshit that I went through. Like yeah. I had a, like half my critters died on loan when I loaned them out. I had no choice but to loan them out. And then they got a weird, crazy freaking herpes virus that took them oh, out. Man. And so it's like, if I was not forced to downsize this hard, I have 14 turtles right now. Yeah. Like that's it. Um, I would never have started exploring this avenue. Yeah, and I think yeah. that if my previous stuff took off, I would never start doing like, Okay, I'll tell the idea because who else is going to put in the time and effort to build this robot? <laughs> and even if you do, it's not going to be good, as good as mine. There you um, go. Making a shrimp that can fry rice, like getting a cherry shrimp and putting a little camera on it. Someone <laughs> already did it. I forget the dude's name. I'm going to credit him in my video, though. Um, but literally, wherever the little shrimpy moves, it'll uh-huh. add different things and then up or down the heat and then mix it yeah. and stir it. And then I'll, I don't know, figure out some joke, some little one-liner at the end or some stupid shit. But That's great. Th- that's combined industry and uh, comedy. That's yeah. I was like, I that's doable. Even if it's like loosely reptile based, even if it's just at a reptile based yeah. event. I love whatever. I love how this conversation turned out because we could have easily spent like twenty minutes talking turtles, but this is fucking better. I love this. It's a be- uh, because everyone has the little like. I don't. I don't like to say persona, although a little bit because I'm yeah, not yeah, like yeah. true true. I'm like 90% me. Well, of course, you 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 gotta be you gotta be there where it's needed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That ten percent that I've held back though is 
crackhead, psychotic, stupid. Yeah. Some have even said undiagnosed <laughs> autistic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unconfirmed. <laughs> Jesus can't help you now, dude. That's it. I told you. It's like uh, I love that it. one one podcast where uh, Joey Diaz was on Alex Jones uh-huh. and he's like dog can I can I cuss can, can I curse on this podcast and Alex Jones was like uh, we, we, we try not we try not to curse and he's like dog I put a little eight ball under my left nut because my left nut's bigger than my right nut now because I'm a lefty I thought I had cancer for two weeks he went Bro. off he went off so point good. is as soon as you give him permission as soon as I get g- green light yeah there you that's go that's it we could have talked U.S. Arc, FWC bad. U.S. Arc good. Yeah. Turtle species. Nightmare, 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 nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much more fun, yeah. more authentic. More yeah, yeah, no, I like this. It's it's like just where I'm going. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. And my whole thing is I'm going to do 10. Mm-hmm. 10 videos like that where it's me, yeah. as fun as I want to, with the music I want to, yeah. doing stupid, stupid things. And if it doesn't work, I gave it a try. Then Hell I'll yeah. figure something else that'll work. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I appreciate that. I of appreciate course. you. Of Hell course. yeah, dude. I'm sitting here with the man of the hour, bro. The hottest topic ever these days in the reptile community. Darian from Morph Market. How you doing, man? Not bad. Yeah? Having a good time here at the show. Yeah. Anybody pressure you? Anybody fucking get no, on you No, it's been you? pretty good, yeah. It's crazy yeah. that when you're like face-to-face with people, they tend to not say anything. Yeah, they don't. They don't really say anything at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these days, um, I feel like the pressure, the majority of the pressure has passed. I feel like people are starting yeah. to get a little bit easier with like some of these changes in morph market. Um, I know you and I have had a couple conversations on the phone and stuff like that. Um, and personally, a lot of these changes haven't affected me. Um, at first, I did have some like issues, but I always find that. I, I don't have to agree with any with everything to be yep. okay with some things, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think the future is bright with Mark Market, man. How are, how are you feeling about it these days? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Is there anything new that's coming up? That. Uh... Yeah, we've got uh, payment processing coming out. Yep. Here real soon. That's mm-hmm. uh, getting real close. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, we've got Morph Market Plus. That's going to be pretty fun. Okay, what's that? So that will be. Five bucks a month for buyers. Okay. And it'll be a. Uh, it's kind of like a verification thing. Yeah. So, so basically, what you'll get it'll be five bucks a month. Most of that will go directly to U.S. Arc and conservation. Okay. And then, what's left over gets uh, used for giveaways and you know things like that. Uh, okay. Kind of like promotion, promotional things. Okay. Um, but one of the biggest things is that it gives people a uh, verified buyer badge, mm-hmm. so that's going to be really good for uh, you know sellers to be able to see like who's, who's like a seri- paying, yeah, you know, yeah, who's yeah. serious. Yeah. Uh, and then the other cool thing is, it's actually going to. So how it's going to work is you're going to get VIP access to listings. Okay. So as a Morph Market Plus buyer, and then also as a uh, a regular seller on Morph Market, you're now going to have 24 hour early access to listings. Uh huh. So we're going to delay listings by 24 hours. So you oh, post an, you post an ad. Okay. And for the first 24 hours, the only people who are actually going to see that animal mm-hmm. are going to be other sellers on the platform, 
and then Morph Market Plus buyers. So it's going to be kind of like an incentive and like a VIP yeah, yeah, access, yeah, yeah. you know, program. And the best so, part is, is like you just got something out, and the people that are going to be messaging you are yep. more than likely serious about what. And, you're and to it's purchase. probably going to happen in the first 24 hours yeah, before yeah. everybody sees the animal. Yeah, so, yeah. so it it also it gives uh, it gives current sellers on Morph Market. Uh, you know, more of a VIP access to other animals for sale on yeah, the platform, yeah, yeah. which which I think is beneficial. You know, yeah. that way you don't just have random people out there reaching out, going to buy an animal. Like, these are, you know, in the first 24 hours, it's only going to be other sellers and Morph Market Plus buyers. So Cool, man. Yeah, yeah that would be pretty cool. I, I do think that that's cool. Um, I've talked it over with, with my partners and stuff like that, specifically yeah. with the Morph Pay stuff. Because I know I, I've spoken to you about, like, how I get concerned about my website becoming obsolete because of Morph Market. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think like the important key, the important key is, is that I had I would I had to realize that the majority of my sales were coming from Morph Market anyways. I was directing people yeah. to my website from Morph Market personally, and so what I what I would do going forward because of the payment processing, is that I just change the way that I function. You know, it's. Even yeah. though, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a hit of where I am right now. But if I'm able to do a little bit of these changes, I can stay with the times. And yeah. I think that that is such a key thing is that a lot of people are stuck on the way that things used to be. And yep. they're not okay with change. You know, yeah. and yeah. you have to be able to bring in all these new things and be a little bit progressive with, with these things that are going on to be able to stay in the front, you know. Yeah. Um, so I figured that if I could just, instead of running a Shopify website like I do, I do something a little bit more basic, maybe like a Wix that's just a couple dollars a month where it's like a landing page essentially. And then the availability will link to Morph Market and then I'll still be able to have some of my merch up, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. So I and, think, and we're not going to require, you know, we're yeah. not going to require payment processing. It's completely optional. Yeah. So, I mean, sellers, it really won't affect anything if yeah. people don't want it to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, sellers that do want to have it where people can literally just buy right there yeah. and everything's handled within Morph Market, yeah. great. Uh, you know, otherwise they could still send people to their website, you know, but if they I, want to. But if you want to, I mean, a lot of people don't want to spend the extra money. If they're if they're spending 100, 200 bucks a month yeah, on yeah. a website, you know, and whatever else they're yeah. using, you know, some sort of e-commerce platform, then, you know, $11 a month or 20 bucks a month for Morph Market and being able to do the payment processing and everything right there yeah, yeah. is definitely more cost effective and, that's and it thing. might be a better thing especially with yeah, how yeah. we're branding stuff now so yeah. we are we're really focusing on that like more branding for the pages you know uh potentially even like hiding the morph market logo a little bit and mm -hmm. making it like your page like okay making things a lot more brand you know yeah brandable, and that's so. something that i care about for sure yep. um but and that's the thing though it's like i pay just as much as i do for my website for morph market and it yeah. would make sense for me to go direct with everything just straight to Morph Market because I'm getting my sales through there. Yeah. You know? And in yeah. the end of the day, like, if that's the reality, I can save myself a few hundred dollars a year yeah. just by not being on that platform, of being on, like, you know, Shopify yeah, and yeah. stuff like and that. And some people could save thousands a year. You yeah, know? yeah. Because, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. <clears throat> e-commerce platforms yeah. and websites. And, like, if you're paying somebody else to manage the stuff, yeah. a lot of people are paying somebody, you know, a few hundred bucks yeah. a month just to... And I think through like seller behavior, I think that it's sellers will feel more secure buying direct on the platform that they're on instead yeah. of like somebody being like, well, I can buy some of this stuff on the website, but I can't buy your stuff. And then you're sending me to a different website. It might be a little confusing for sellers. So at yeah. that point, I feel like it makes more sense. Um, so I, you know, at the end of the day, like the future is bright with a lot of these things. It's about yeah. like follow a little bit of following what's going on and then finding your own path. 
Um, how do you feel about like some of the like competitive websites that are coming out these days? Like people that are trying to come out with new things. I mean, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. It's you know, competition's not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of them are really gonna get you know real close to mm -hmm. what Morph Market is, just because there's a lot of costs, a lot of time yeah, involved, yeah. and you know, it's uh, a lot of it also is you know the I guess legitimacy of things. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, a lot of people see you know, okay, Morph Market's doing this, this, and this. I'm going to buy all my animals through there because I know that, you know, there's less chance that I'm going to get ripped off or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, Because yeah. I could go to some random breeder's website, and I don't know enough about that breeder, you know. Maybe, you know, they're not going to send me what I, you know, I'm actually buying. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and a lot of the other platforms, you know, they don't have the same, you know, they're, they're getting a lot of the people to join who yeah. either quit or were kicked off a morph market yeah. over the years yeah. and so it kind of like lowers the quality of what's on those sites understood so. yeah so and i think that some some people don't realize like it's not as simple and this is going to get a little bit like in the nerdy field of it but it's yeah. not as simple as i have a website therefore you can find me you know there's you got your yeah. seo and then you might even have all the seo that you're going to need but that doesn't mean that you have power over the domain and the yeah. fact the the fact of the matter is is that Morph Market is a platform that has power over the domain, has SEO. Yep. The fact that we're all posting our ads, you know, our images, the the titles of the images, yep. all of that stuff is traceable. All of those things are keywords that gives Morph Market a lot of power. So if you're coming out with a platform these days, it's yeah. like don't think that it's going to be, you know, a swing and you're off to the races. It's, that's yep. just not the reality. Um, and not to shit on um, one of the platforms that will be coming out these days, uh, but a big like a uh, catch for that platform um you know if it does come out is the auction side of it and me personally i used to work for one of the before i did this stuff that i'm doing i used to work for one of the uh, more prominent reptile auctions yeah and through that process i got to see kind of what the customer base was and i understood what that the majority of that customer yep. base probably shouldn't be buying some of these animals you yeah. know because at the end of the day they're kind of like taking like the cheap way out to get the animal they're not you know and if you think about it like that like they want cheap animal they probably are yeah. not going to offer it the best care kind of thing yeah for sure you know so i personally am not a big fan of auctions uh, because of that experience that i had with it and i did see that you posted like if people wanted you know auctions on morph market yeah what yeah. was like the response that you got uh, majority said yeah okay uh, I have, if we were to do it, we would make it a much smaller part of the website. Yeah. It would be very, um, you know, very limited. So, you know, we might limit it to one animal per seller, you know, yeah. at a time. Something like that where it's like you can't Almost just go like and like a auction sale everything off. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of like a, you know, oh, hey, we're auctioning this off this week. You know, yeah. like more of an advertising thing yep. and not so much of... Like, oh, all of our animals are auctions now, yeah, you know, yeah. like eBay or something. Yeah. So I, I would do it in a way that it's definitely more exclusive mm -hmm. and not just like, here you go, here's reptile auctions. So some of yeah. the competitor sites, you know, they're doing auctions and they're going to do all these other things. And I, I don't think that, that they realize what that does for the retail side of it. Yeah, you it's going to affect the market. 100%. It's going to affect the industry. Yeah. It's going to affect, you know, the the people who are buying you know now it's like oh i can get a 
you know, this for $30 yeah. plus shipping. Okay. Why would I know. go? Or it's even going to become a thing where a seller behavior might say, hey, um, this, let's say this three gene ball python yep. is 300 bucks right now. But over here on the auction, it's going for 100 bucks. I'm not going to spend that $300 yeah. now. You know, you, yep. you're literally killing your market doing that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah man. so I'm not sure if I'm going to do that or not, but you know, I think that it's definitely worth looking into at least, you know, yeah, but especially if the, if the demand is there for yeah, something like that, yeah. you know, yep. cool, bro. Well, I, I am excited for, for these changes in the end of the day. Like I, whether or not I agree with everything you're going to do, yep. I believe in a clean and progressive industry. Yeah. I believe that we need to hit a little bit more of the mainstream and if we're going to do that, we got to make sure things are okay. Because that's how we get a future. Especially dealing with live animals. Yeah, you know, man. That's, it's not like any other industry, yeah. you know. It's, we, can't, we can't just say, you know, this is just like the, you know, this some is other not, hobby. Yeah, you know, these, like, are, these are not the people on Etsy selling mugs and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I saw a comment about that earlier yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but in the end of the day, dude, like, people that don't do reptiles see this and they're confused they're yeah. like why is this animal in a cup why is yep. this animal in a plastic cage with no lighting they don't understand these things yep. my wife when i was like because i w- i'm not like bred and born reptile keeper i'm not I, yep. I i was a touring musician after i finished touring i i got a turtle and i fell in love and i turtles and tortoises ball pythons and blue tongues everything was from there right when I had to explain to my wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, that I wanted to breed ball pythons in these uh, racks, in these plastic tubs, yeah. she was confused. You know, and yeah. that is the general consensus across people outside of this fucking community. Yep. You know, so we have to understand that people don't understand what it is that we're doing. So yeah. we have to try our best to strive for a better future. Yeah, you for know? sure. Cool, man. Yep. Um, are you keeping anything these days? What's up with you outside of Morph Market, man? I mean, we, we keep a lot of different things. So, personally, I don't have anything at home uh-huh. anymore. Okay. Uh, you know, traveling and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't have the time, and you know, uh, but one of our pet stores is like three minutes from my house, so it's like, yeah, you know, it's right there. But um, so yeah, I keep a lot of stuff there. Yeah, and at our warehouses and all that, but yeah, we've got we've got a lot of really cool stuff. So you know, yeah. opening cool. our reptarium here in two weeks. Cool, cool. So that'll be awesome. Here, yep. here in Wichita. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, fucking here. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, yep. I'm excited about that. I think that um, obviously another reptile zoo is going to be a good thing. People are going to get more yep. and more exposed to that kind of stuff, and all around, it's a win, dude. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to your future, dude. Um, I know that people these days have all kinds of issues and shit like that but the biggest thing that we try to do on this podcast you know specifically when it's with like Chuck and Tino it's like we don't agree on everything you know we just try to have discourse we try to have fun we try to fucking laugh you know at the end of the day dude like we're a bunch of fucking nerds playing with these animals dude like it's usually not that deep gotta have a conversation yeah 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 yeah. Um, but thank you I hope that we can uh, meet up soon to do a big podcast with the the other guys down in Orlando and stuff like that If you want to support us, head on over to ModernReptileShop.com or in the description where you can find our merch. And the best part is, is that a percent of the proceeds from the merch gets donated to conservation. One more time, that's ModernReptileShop.com or head on over to the description. What's up, man? Lewis. Yes, sir. My guy, it's an honor to fucking meet you in person yesterday. Yeah, man. It's been a long time. 
Yeah, dude. Uh, Chuck tells me always good stories about you. Oh, I, <laughs> I plead the fifth. He's not here, right? Yeah, yeah I plead he, the fifth. he's actually right behind you. He's watching. <laughs> oh man, dude. So listen, uh, I am a big fan of Birds of Prey. Cool. Uh, me too. I got into reptiles out of association, pretty much, with my dad has bred birds my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pretty much, mm-hmm. like, I have horrible allergies, so I knew that dealing with animals with feathers or or fur yeah. it wasn't going to be my thing you yeah. know um got into reptiles but as i've like you know continued my thing i'm like dude i still want to get into this yeah how does somebody get into this that's a very uh it's a good question with a very diverse answer to them um i started with reptiles uh-huh. the bird thing was never a dream it was never a thought it was nothing that even was in my solar system for birds and I started with reptiles when I was 16 years old then one day I was taking care of a hawk a a common buzzard from European Uh Europe and I started working with it and that's how the obsession began Uh so it was it just happened it was a mistake basically yeah um the other thing about birds especially birds of prey that is an illusion people see a big owl or something being held it's like I want to do that until you get the animal then it's yeah. like this sucks he's not going to deliver mail to you yeah. <laughs> you <do> cuddles <laughs> every potter's not real bro you know what I'm saying yeah 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 um, but there's a lot of uh, they're very intelligent and you have to put a lot of time into them of it's course. not like a uh, like a dog or a cat where you teach them how to sit and stay once and then yeah, you can yeah. leave for a week and come back and do it yeah. it stays there um, even like you know, even if you compare it to a reptile, it's something that has like rules for caging yes, specifically. Yes, like caging, feeding. You know? They eat every single day. Yeah. Um, they are a bird of prey. They're not yeah. going to be cuddly. So, my best advice is start working at a rehab place. Okay. Um, a, a wildlife rehab. Start working with the animals. How to take care of them. Different diseases. Different medications. Mm-hmm. Give better advice, especially in the baby season. Everybody sees a little bird. They need to take it home and yeah, yeah. and debunk a lot of myths. Birds can't really smell, so it's like if you touch it, the parents smell you. They're not gonna go there. It's like, don't it don't work like that, you yeah. know? Sometimes those animals are way more uh, hardier than we think that they are. Mm-hmm. So start off in a rehab and learn those ways to do things, and then networking through different places, different organizations, and conservation groups, and then you find your favorite bird, and then do whatever That's your you thing. Do yeah, it. yeah. So it could be a long road and a short road. It's just how much time you want to put into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. I get, when I was a kid, I used to see a bunch of different, uh, down in Miami, a, a bunch of different hawks, you know? Yeah. And, you know, as I grew older, I saw less and less hawks, obviously because mm-hmm. of construction, construction. Yes. Now I moved to Central Florida. I see osprey. I see swallowtail kite. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's. You see red shoulder hawks. Red shoulder hawks. I place. mean, I have my tortoises outside, so I'm always looking for these hawks. Yeah. You know, uh, there's uh, an osprey that lays her nest every year on the tree in my backyard. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, you find fish heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, I see yeah. Um, there's a tree on the way to one of, like, my favorite parts of town that it's, like, a – it's a lot, right? It's mm-hmm. a, just, like, a, somebody has, like, some cattle, so it's maybe – it's, like, a quarter acre. Yeah. And it has – two long trees no like a couple branches but not a lot of bushes yeah the one that has a couple bushes every year bald eagle lays its nest there yeah they, know? they find their home and it's like oh, that's my home and yeah yeah, yeah. even if they're migratory around, yeah. even being migratory there's like they're yeah, coming they, back they there. know that that's a safe place you know there's exactly. food not far from there 
Yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. most of us. If there's a nice shopping center nearby and I live here, it's a good place. Exactly, you know? same, dude. Same thing with them. Yeah. You know, um, is there any specific like species that you found that you are more akin to? Like it's like, oh, like this is the shit that I like working with. Well, um, as as deep as I am to the animal world, my favorite animals make no sense. Okay. So like my favorite animal on earth is a white-tailed deer. Okay. I don't know why. I love those things. It tastes good. <laughs> tastes good, cool. he says. <laughs> My dream is to have a little far. Like, I love those animals. Uh-huh. And birds is probably a red-tailed hawk. I okay. love red-tailed hawks. Um, there's just so much diversity with them. They yeah, can do yeah. so much. And, and I am really like that is my jam. Nice. That I personally own, Leonidas, my eagle owl, that's my wingman. You know, yeah. that's my boy since the beginning. He's the one who's got me to where I'm at and, and everything else. So... Every bird is like every reptile. You know, you could love tortoises, but one species, not that it's better, but it caters to you a little better than other yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have different birds, different personalities, some different situations. You mm-hmm. know, I, I like work one with better than other yeah. on the situation, not that I dislike the other one. Yeah, so. is it similar, like, a permitting process as far as here in Florida, like, as crocodilians? Like, you got to get hours? Um, well, it depends. Um, to the, uh, you have a, the falconer, which you have to be... You know, have a sponsor, two years as an apprenticeship. Um, then you get have to build your enclosure and everything else and, and pass a test, and then you can become a falconer. Uh-huh. Then you have also with the bigger, other exotics, other birds, and those, it depends on the species and different laws that uh-huh. uh, between state lines and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then some of them are very expensive. Yeah. So it's little things that it depends, yeah. Beautiful. But... um. It's an animal, like I said before. It's just something that is an illusion of how amazing because what you see other people do, but the mm-hmm. work that goes into it. Yeah, yeah. It it's a, it's a labor fun. of love. Yes, it's, it's yes. not. You it's have not to love result. it. They have strong feet. They're yeah. not gonna cuddle you and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's a lot to tolerate. Very rewarding if you put the time into it. For sure. Now tortoises, bro. You got tortoises on your table. Chuck tells me that you're bro, a tortoise I love nut. Tortoises. Yeah, I started when I got into the reptiles. My passion is actual is actually turtles and tortoises. Yeah. Um, I've bred. I mean, I've kept a bunch of different species. You know, different testudo as far as like Hermans, Russians, mm-hmm. Golden Greeks. Um, I've had you know the you know some yellowfoot, redfoot, sulcata, just like the basic shit. Yeah. You know, but it's that 100% is where like my passion is. Oh yeah. Um, tortoises is. You know, it's like having a herd of dogs in your backyard. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know? They, they live so long, they're so hardy, and and they're so different within the same species, mm-hmm. like personality-wise. Yeah, dude. I think you can't go wrong with them. A hundred percent, dude. And it's, I I ended up working with other species in response to what I want out of me, of my life in the reptile industry. You know, yeah. I I started with ball pythons and some blue tongue because I want that to be the front for. Like as far as like business point mm-hmm. of view, so that yeah. way I can have time to just have a bunch of tortoises, not yeah. worry about the finances with the tortoises. Just yeah. have the animals that I actually like to work with, do some conservation with that kind of stuff, because yeah. that is where my passion personally yeah. is. Well, that's good because right now in the state of Florida, we need a lot of help and conservation with the goal for tortoise. Yeah, so, you know, a few uh, uh, native species of tortoise, and we're taking all their land away. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that I'm starting to work with, um, mm-hmm. with uh, Chase Sanctuary and uh, the Gopher Games. Uh-huh. I'll give you more information on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's something that is true. The tortoise is such an amazing animal, and we don't care for them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. especially gophers. Everybody wants to build something new. Yeah, yeah. Take them out. Where are you going to put them? I feel like everybody appreciates looking at a tortoise, but yeah. doesn't actually appreciate the tortoise. Of course, because yeah. it just makes sense. Yeah. You know, it has its own home, it's in a shell, 
doesn't talk to you, does what it wants, you yeah. know, it, it's, you have to love that animal yeah. as well. But it's so important. I think we also get blinded by the exotic world. Mm -hmm. um, I love them. Like I said, I've had cherry heads and, and red foots and all that crazy stuff. But when we see something that we have here every day, we, we forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, and it's very unfortunate because people from all over the world are the opposite of us. Like, uh -huh. if we go, let's say you go to Australia, you see a bearded dragon or a boots on skink, oh, my God. Yeah. This is my dream. Somebody I, I from lose Australia my fucking shit. Yeah. comes over here, she's a soft shell tortoise or a corn snake, yeah. and they're like, oh, my God. And we're like, all right. Like, he's <laughs> just know? there, dude. Like, exactly. Unless you're Chuck. Chuck loves seeing corn snakes. Ch Chuck that, is, that dude's crazy. Chuck is weird. Chuck is weird. Chuck is weird. Chuck be weird. For being three foot tall, is a weird dude. <laughs> if he's three feet, me. how big am I? God damn, dude. <laughs> Listen, so before we get off, yeah. uh, Chuck did tell me to ask you about a tortoise story in Africa. I don't know if you can, if that's something the that you can talk stories? about. Yeah. Um, the leopard tortoises. Um, okay. Last year, actually, it's a year this month that I... Uh, I went on a trip to Africa with Blake from Blake Shark Animal Ranch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we spent a week out there, and our, our goal was to find reptiles. Mm -hmm. Although we got to see everything else, but our goal was to be reptiles. Unfortunately, we didn't plan it too great. We were there in winter. Oh, nice. So we're in South Africa. It's freezing. It's like 45 degrees, 50 degrees raining. So uh -huh. for us, it's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we found two leopard tortoises just walking in this. That's crazy. And we're like, we looked at each other. We're like, if that was in Florida, I think they would have died from a respiratory arrest. Yeah, dude. And this thing is just walking, minding his own business, eating. And it's this huge plane. And we see like a rock moving. And Blake was the one who spotted it. And we just took off to see this animal. And, and we got to hold it and see it yeah. uh, in a wild leopard tortoise. Um, and it was it was amazing because we never thought that you were gonna see something like that yeah. compared to how we keep them here. You yeah, know, they all got very easy to get respiratory, too much mm -hmm. humidity. I know it's freezing, rainy, and this thing is just grazing in the field. What do you think? So when I think about that, I think about what is the outward health of the animal? How does it feel? Like the weight? Uh, what is it doing differently as far as its behavior over there? That I makes honestly it think it's diet. I honestly think it's diet and just being part of that environment. Mm. I think that, um, and I'm guilty of it, we have a cookie cutter setup on how things are going to take care yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. have to eat every single day. They can only eat three different meals. They have to have this and have that, mm -hmm. which we assume most of it because most people haven't seen those animals in real life. Uh-huh. Right? Um, I do travel, try to travel as much as possible. My goal is to see something that I have owned in my life or bred to see what I could make it better mm -hmm. to that personal environment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Those animals that don't get studied that much. So it's hard to be like, yeah, this this grass is better, this environment, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But we did see them. That's <laughs> and cool. it was freezing. And we're like, man, this is crazy that it lives like that. And it was wintertime. So during the summer, obviously, it's hot with no rain and things yeah, like that. Yeah. But it was, I, I think that's, that's, that's the main thing, I think, is the uh, environment that we don't pr produce the proper habitat for it. We assume mm -hmm. what the proper habitat is. Very cool, um, man. That's why I think it's so important that any chance you get, travel to these places and make it. It's not a vacation. It's an experience. Mm -hmm. And as keepers, I think for me personally, I learn more seeing than reading. 100%. So if I get the feeling, I see the vegetation, I see all that stuff, it's going to be a lot different than we have here. Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. first time I saw a yellow foot in the wild, we walked by it three times. We didn't know it was there. Wow. Because we don't understand how the, even the, the camouflage, mm -hmm. you understand, you know, how does the camouflage in a red foot work? Mm -hmm. It has white, yellow dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why is because the forest is very dense. So only a little bit of sunshine gets to the bottom. So mm -hmm. when you walk in the thick forest, all you see is dots of sunlight, right? 
Wow, that's dude. That's the top of that tortoise. So you could walk by it. If it's not moving, you're not going to see it. I never thought about that, man. So it, that's the things that is like, man, I can't believe that. I see this every day. I've owned it for years. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. else to survive in a forest being a tortoise? Well, yeah. that's how it does it. You, so it makes no sense. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, snap. Every time I walk in the woods or something, all yeah. you see is little, little lights. And that's, that's, that's how it works. You are a wealth of knowledge, my friend. I Googled everything this morning. <laughs> Chucky gave me all this information. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> well, dude, thank so, you so much. Man, for doing it's been this, a pleasure. We got to so do. Much. We got to do a full one with Chuck and Tino. Hey, man, It'll when be you fun. You guys are ready. I'm down, man. Yeah, man. I, I respect for you guys. Um, you guys are doing a good thing. You're outspoken and, mm. and speak for not the common things. And, yeah. and thank you. Thank everybody you. has an opinion, but I, I have respect for you guys. So thank you so much. Thank brother. you for having me. All right. Well, I'm looking at your table just now. Yeah. Uh, you have. I think it's an Argentine rainbow boa. Yeah, absolutely. Those are insane. Uh, Whatever about those. Yeah, okay, so at this show, uh, let's rewind this show 20 years. That was uh-huh. a $75 snake. And that's then you crazy. can find it all in here like a fucking yeah, Kenyan yeah, yeah, sambo. Yeah. Damn. Really? Damn. That's and insane. then, like, they, and you know what people say? Mm-hmm. It's not orange. Like a Brazilian. Yeah. I really yeah, like yeah. these, but uh, it's not orange. Like yeah, right? Yeah. And it's also not as nearly as hard to take care of. Really? Because the humidity is not that high. No, they're Argentine. They're cool. Mm. Cool you're weather. Right, cool right. weather. So you don't have to keep them hot. So no. you don't roast all the humidity yeah, out of the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people keep shit cool yeah. naturally Anyways. in their house. Yeah, so yeah, if you yeah. want a pet snake, a pet rainbow boa, and okay. it has pattern. Yeah. So, like, if we took the baby, uh, okay, it looks a lot like a baby Colombian would mm. look without the extra melanin that it gets. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I assume is from the hot climate yeah, being yeah, north. Yeah. Okay. And the montane climate being yeah, of the yeah, Argentine, yeah, yeah. right? Do they still have so. the the like the uh, iridescence? Still have though, the iridescence. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. It's a little bit harder to see indoors. Sweet. Okay. But outdoors, they still bling like crazy. Dope, right? dope. How do you um, keep the adults together? But, or uh, I don't keep them together, although okay. I could. Uh, okay. That male over there is about half grown okay. of what my female is, and the female I oh, have. Oh, so they is, stay smaller. Uh, yeah, the female I have is twenty three. Okay. Or well, not twenty three. Not twenty three. She's probably more like sixteen, seventeen. Okay. Sweet, know? dude. Um, and and. I can't remember breeding her last because mm-hmm. they just weren't worth it. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. problem with rainbow boas is, you know, you're either going to ship it or you're going to sell it at a show. Right. Either way, it's going to be in a less than favorable environment for, for them. A of time, okay. Yeah. Now, you know, crested geckos and all, you know, all the all the New Caledonia is very sensitive. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Cool weather, rainforest, yeah. easy to do in American home. Of course. Hard to do in American shipping. Yeah. Or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when it comes to the rainbow boas, what we found was the cheaper the rainbow boa is, the more it gets killed by the plebs, the regular right. people. Yeah. You right. know, the regular old douches no, on that side of the table that turtles. don't take you keep the keep turtles advice. cheaply. Exactly. People yeah. are gonna buy them, gonna you kill buy them. a Lee's Turtle Lagoon as a Literally. number one step, you're fucked. Yeah, you might yeah, as well yeah. stomp it for the sound. Yep. Right? Yep. And for that point, I have to say, mm. the late Tom Burke. It goes back okay. to Tom Burke. Okay. okay? At, at, at maybe this show, I asked Tom Burke, I said, so what did you do before you did all the lipstick, sun glows, and all that stuff? Yeah, this yeah, maybe yeah. 2004, 5, 6. Okay. And Tom said, I did Brazilian rainbow boas. And I was like, really? Why'd you stop? He's like, motherfuckers kill them so bad. It's <laughs> yeah. awful. It's awful. Yep. Yep. And he said, and I'm telling you right now, they was fine when they were 350. It mm. was fine when it was a little bit worse when they were 250. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. those bitches got down to $75, I would be, I would sell like 100 Brazilians in or in Orlando, Daytona, yeah, Orlando, yeah. Daytona, right? This show, yeah. Nerby, right? Mm-hmm. They'd sell a hundred uh, of them at Nerby, and like forty of them would die within two weeks, and I have Fuck. to deal with angry people. Yeah, dude. They sold that's me six up. snakes, right? You sold me a six snake. Yeah, right? I know. And it, in that sense, it's like 
no, I didn't yeah, sell yeah, you six yeah, snake. Yeah. I sold, uh, I sold a snake to an ignorant buyer. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and that. So he told me, he said, Sean, be careful with the rainbow boa market. Other than Colombians, and people don't like Colombians. They're not pretty, yeah. and they're not friendly. Although they are now, but they yeah, weren't yeah. back in the day. They were kind of herald herald as a bit of aggressive. Yeah, I would think. They almost all are a little bit. Yeah. Especially as babies, yeah, they live really on. Nippies. Yeah, but they think about it. they're the blood python of South America, yeah, right? Yeah, they live yeah. in the muck. They have the clear, the clean, like the the rubbery skin, like a mud snake or, or yeah, yeah, anaconda yeah. or a, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and so, in that, I told Tom, I said, I have an idea, and he said, What? I was like, I want to buy hypos from EBV from East Bay Vivarium yeah, yeah, from yeah. the Mike Lockwood line, which we didn't even know Mike's name. It was just EBV. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, how much they want? I said, nine grand for a hypo and a female het. But the That's female insane. het was two and a half years old, almost ready to lay, okay, like, so breathe. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. dude, it's turnkey. Yeah. It's nine grand. I'd already spent money on ball bythons. And I was like, can I sell a rainbow boa for $5,000? Yeah. And I sold the first ones to Dave Calling of Rainbows mm-hmm. R Us. Oh, wow. a huge yeah, yeah, fucking huge, company yeah. now, right? He's Mr. Rainbow Boa, in yeah. my opinion. I don't think anybody no, other than course. Ian at yeah. Outback, Ian and Outback at him. Yeah. From one being in California and one being East Coast Virginia or whatever, it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, East Coast West Coast vibe. Yeah, they're the baddest motherfuckers in the game, exactly. and nobody in the middle is anywhere near them. Yep. You know, so it was it was kind of neat to see that project. And when I came out with them at five grand, I only hatched like seven of them. Yeah, yeah. But I sold them all. They bought two. This other guy bought one. Like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, wow. Insane. And nobody ever killed one. Wow. I sold the hats for twenty five hundred. Nobody ever killed one. Yep. Uh, because if only the, the right yeah. people are getting them. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, if you pay that much money for something, you're, you're gonna, gonna do make the sure thing. Yeah, you're gonna make sure not, it doesn't die. <laughs> and you're not gonna need a professional like you or I to tell you exactly. now you need to get a thermostat for your heat pad because yeah. you know, and it's for like how do you breed a species that you mm-hmm. love, that you're so fascinated with, that everyone wants and loves, and you know they're going to mistreat to death? Yeah. It's a male ornate Euromastix. Yeah. It's a red-eyed tribolonotus, yeah, yeah. which is a crocodile arm- armored, red-eyed armored crocodile skin. Mm. Baby dinosaurs on yeah. Facebook, Oh, my gosh, bro. I love them. Oh, the little green turtles. Yeah. how many of them die, of right? Them. And, and, I mean, yeah, I can even liken it to my saltwater and freshwater aquarium yeah, yeah, store, yeah. bro. Clownfish. Finding Nemo. Every clownfish in North America is captive bred Mm -hmm. under easy conditions, and you can keep it in your toilet bowl with enough salt that doesn't have (laughs) iodine in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Wait, let Wayne do his thing real quick. So, ultimately, you have Finding Nemo. Everybody's got a clownfish tank. What came after Finding Nemo? Um, Finding Dory. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No blue tang has ever been captive bred ever in any aquarium institution ever yeah. in the history of ever. But now they're starting to breed that kind of stuff yeah, with yeah. hormones and with other things. Figuring but out. But nobody's ever bred them to a commercially viable status, mm-hmm. especially not anything these fuckers can afford. Right. When we go to a show like this and a new saltwater species is bred for the first time, like an angelfish yeah. or a tang. Everybody loses their bro, minds. Bro, no. They start off at 8000 to $12,000 a piece and they have a tank full of little baby ones big swimming around and it says sold on it because it was sold before the fucking show even opened yeah yeah, yeah. right it was sold because those shows are a week long like magna start Uh magna it's cool magna starts set up on monday Uh opens to the public friday morning stays open three days for the public that's That's a great show that's awesome you get to see everything you get to talk to everyone you get to buy from you want that's what i wish we would do yeah you know that would be dope right but back to the rainbow boas that was the key don't have the cheap shit, yeah. and you won't have it. I even went to a reptile show not long ago. I'm not going to mention the company's name. Whatever. And I, I rolled by his table, and he said, oh, there he is. There's a guy that sold us all those rainbow bows that died. And I'm like, 
Uh, let me guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bought them on a Saturday at a Texas show mm-hmm. out of a deli cup with a liner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Mm. And you bought more than one? And he's like, yeah, we bought four. And I'm like, you bought four to raise up or you bought four to resell? And he's a reseller. Yeah. Cups and cups and cups and cups. Four tables, five tables yeah, of just deli yeah, cups yeah. reselling, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, man. I didn't sell you anything sick. I mm. sold snakes to an ignorant buyer. Yeah, yeah. You have thousands of snakes. Therefore, you feel you're not ignorant. No, yeah. However, I'll tell you, I'll ki- I've killed every fucking black-headed python egg I've ever had in my possession because <laughs> I'm an ignorant black-headed python incubator. Yeah. I could breed it, feed it, raise it, everything dead on, what every Australian standard is. Yeah. Hatch it, I cannot do. Yeah. I've even wanted to send the eggs to a friend of mine in Arizona yeah, like, just to see him. if he can do it because of his relative humidity. But everybody I know that's a gangster is in Florida. Yeah. So why am I thinking in Louisiana I can't do it when all when Jason Hood yeah, does yeah, it in his literally, sleep? Literally, literally. You know? So, yeah, bro, I don't know, Like man. a species like that, I'm going to yeah. work with Brazilians so people piss me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I have them. Now yeah. I have some that I got from JMG. I got from little Jeff. Yeah. And they're red and orange. They're deep. Insane. And I say, Jeff, what are they? They're Bill Lamar strain. Bill yeah. Lamar strain. Red, high red Brazilian rainbow boas. So yeah. what you're telling me is they're a hybrid. People yeah. look at me, what? What would they be hybridized with? You know much about rainbow boas? The giant one is yeah. red. Oh. Not orange. Hmm. You know that orange peel orange of yeah, a yeah, wild yeah. caught Brazilian? Yeah, that's it's like, like It's orange still, but it's kind of faded a little bit. yeah, yeah. yeah. The Peruvian rainbow boa, which is gay, gay jai, is red. And That's it's also crazy. eight feet long in the wild. That's crazy. So, yeah, these That's animals insane. are not as orange as a Brazilian you've seen in your trials, seen yeah. imports. So you're like, they're mm, not as red as a Peruvian weird. or as large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're orange or redder than any Brazilian you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. So if you see the Bill Maher strain, I guarantee you... This is a this is an yeah, armchair yeah, yeah. quarterback's <laughs> fucking opinion that's based on 30 years of watching one species yeah, develop. Yeah, yeah. You know... On your table, I also saw uh, different colubrids, and so I love Elaf. Uh, that's my thing, yeah. specifically Orthriophis, you know, using old taxonomy. But uh, the beauty rat snakes are fantastic. On your table, I see the Ridley's. Yeah, racer. Ten euro Ridley. But you're saying they're Japanese. Are they from Japan? As far as I know, they're like. Uh, they are, but they Malaysia, were originally Sumatra. known as Japanese cave, cave dwelling really? rat snakes. I, I, I was under that impression hmm. along the way. So okay. maybe I just need to go correct it. Interesting. But we did have a conversation with another breeder where yeah, he yeah, talked yeah. to me about the localities of them and shit. I yeah, was like, yeah, bro, yeah. I didn't even know they had localities <laughs> or Ridley Eye. Yep. This is all whatever. You know, so, to an extent, too, like, I think when people have, like, let's say uh, uh, an animal has a specific morph type. You know, and then they have varying morph types naturally in the wild, like say Bell's phase versus normal phase of lace monitors. You know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's a locality. I only got it from this area. This is where I found them." You know, it's like, or they just have genetic variability. The animals will look different from each right. other in the wild, just like every other. So, well, I like it could that be a morph like type. Lee Abbott over here with Okatee corn snakes. Lee Abbott, yeah. I came to this show the very first time when I was 15 in 1995, and Lee had a table. Okay. That's a lot to say about that dude. And he ain't that old. Yeah. Like, he's no dude. He ain't walking around with cr- crutches no, and no, shit. No, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. in a wheelchair. Yeah. I'm using a Segway like Wayne. <laughs> you know? But but he's been around that long. Yeah. Now, here's a fine example of a locality that becomes morph. Mm-hmm. Just because it says Okatee doesn't mean it was caught at the hunt club, near no. the hunt club. Its parents had anything related not to at it. at all. I essentially could hatch a Okatee-styled snake from a non-Okatee line and yeah, by yeah, today's yeah. standards call it an Okatee. Yeah. To me, it doesn't work. Okay. My old school self says that's no, wrong. I mean, yeah, I don't like that either. That's, that's wrong. But everybody here would say, well, why is it not right? Yeah. And so 
I think we here and we have the old school, new school. I had a guy over here ask me a legitimate opinion of what you think the market is like for hybridized colubrid tricolor to bicolor. And I'm like, Ugh. fuck, bro. I hate that yeah. we're even here. I hate <laughs> Why did you ask me here. this question? But you can't lie that right. that hype of cat eater mm-hmm. is not an insane looking snake no, yeah, or a bat eater. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, bro. Hybrids yeah. in this I saw, pet I mean, sense. Right here, there was a, a carpondro, right? And that's and a in fucking my head, sick snake, dude. That's a sick fucking I'm snake. I'm looking bro. at it and I'm like, this it's is a clusterfuck. The, but it's also like peak investment. Like when you think about it, because you're like, I get a normal jungle carpet, I get a normal green tree python, I put it together, boom, I now have a $1,200 baby. And it's like, that's insane. That's the breeding nuts. is very hard from what of I course. understand. Yeah, it's yeah, very it's challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was once in the market for a Durango Mountain King Snake, which mm-hmm. is Greer Eye of the, it's uh, Mexicana. Okay. But it's it's like Brookside is to Floridana. Okay. Unless they make Brookside its own species I think, now. I think it is its own species now. Okay. Well, let's retract. Yeah, let's yeah, rewind yeah. <laughs> to old to old sense that yeah. I learned in that you know. Yeah. I know you know. Yeah. Right? Species. So if we, we, we go back to that, um bring me back to it what which species was it the f- brookside Florida. the brookside if we go back to the the brookside you remember when it just had the little hashes behind floridana yeah 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 then um fair eye and all those mm-hmm. were mexicanas so it was yeah, mexicana yeah. fair eye yeah but then there was mexicana greer eye okay and now i believe greer eye is is its own species is its now. own right but it's basically a san luis potosi king snake a mex mex yeah that the the silver is green in the Durango Mountains. It's like a hmm. green. It's like a mossy. Okay. So it's like if your slate tile outside had a little bit of algae growing on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that color. That's dope. It's dope. And then the, the red isn't like just red. It's red and it fades like to whitish peach in the middle. So it like star, starbursts yeah, yeah, yeah. out. Like you know how Indian python to a, to a Burmese. It's got the, mm, yeah, the, the flare, like the yeah, fade, yeah. and it makes the, how how it's sexy it is. It makes it look, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and so. Here we have a Greer Eye, and I'm in this show when I was 15 and 95, and I'm an aisle away, and I see across an aisle, a guy's got a display cage of a perfect Greer Eye. Mm. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's And I go over, and it's a male, and it's yeah, exactly yeah. what I need. And so I'm waiting as a boy. I mean, I look like I was five. <laughs> I'm waiting for this dude to give me some attention, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he finally, you know, gives me some attention and I'm like man I really love this Durango and I didn't I was so starstruck by how beautiful this male was and I was gonna buy it at yeah, any yeah, cost yeah. at any cost because my male died and my female was stellar so you needed it, I needed it yeah, I, I needed it and I got my male from like an old king snake uh, uh, gray man breeder alt, okay. alternate page breeder yeah, so yeah, I yeah. knew it was I knew yeah, it was yeah, authentic yeah, yeah. I knew it was, he had data on and everything Yeah, I, I knew it was dead on <laughs> Right, and I I look at the guy and I'm like, man, this Durango is absolutely perfect. I've never seen, I've never, and he's like, oh, you don't know why? And I was like, why? And he's like, that's because I'm not Durango. I was like, what? He said, it's a Mex Mex Sinaloan Cow King Corn Snake cross, and it came out looking like the perfect Durango Mountain King Snake you've God, ever seen. That's insane. The corn snake red gave it the yeah. blush, and all, like yeah. all of a sudden I see all the attributes, and I'm like. What are you stupid? This is not what you thought it yeah. was. But of course in a it looks show perfect. and you're excited, it's the only thing you're looking for. And that yeah, show was yeah. twice the size of this one is now. Yeah. And you know, it's like, wow, you're just in a sea of, of fantasy and this is yeah. the only one you have your eyes on. And as yeah. soon as I my mouth dropped and I like, I bro, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And he said he has me his price list. Yeah, check me out. 
We do these orders, and he had a checklist, bro. You pay him on the site, you check what yep. ones you want him, and he was going to hybridize those oh species for God. you. I was like, first of all, this is never going to work. Yeah. There was an old man standing next to me. It was probably about 70, 75. Uh -huh. I thought he was going to go across the table <laughs> on that dude like Mark Cantos and yeah, just fuck yeah. him up. I mean, yeah. I really did. I really did. And he was like, you know the ruining you're doing with this. And I'm like, bro, I almost bought that snake as the perfect Durango. Yeah, yeah. And he said, son, if he would have said that was a Durango Mountain King snake and you wouldn't have bought it, I would have come and slapped yeah. you. And he's like, because he knew yeah. what he was talking no, about. Right, right. He was an old school guy. Yeah, but people lie. People do shit. Right. We, here we have 75% carpets. We have 75% right. hog island boas. It's like, mm -hmm. why, why are people doing this? It's whatever. And the old school of these animals, too, because... Let's be honest. We had two type of herpers back then. Mm -hmm. The herpers that hunted North America and the herpers that had enough money to travel. Yep. Yep. And then That's it. Other, other places are a different ballgame. That's well, it. So, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, yeah of course. That was for coming something. on, bro. <laughs> and, yeah, as far as the cave-dwelling rat snakes and stuff yeah. like that, uh, I think those were just... All of that stuff was imported at the time yeah. and called all kind of different things. Yeah, yeah And yeah. the only thing I ever really worked, worked on... In Teddy Europe, other than Ridley, I was mm -hmm. I did the Blue Beauties and the yep. Taiwanese Rat Snakes. Yep. I have also. Uh, Beauties. I have the Grabowski. Uh, right. I just got my first Ridley Eye, so right. We'll see. So, and as far as the Ridley Eye locale, locales are concerned, I'll have to check up on that yeah. based on the color of the adult. I guess I look for the color of the adults. I'm like, as long as right. you got beautiful adults, I'll take a baby. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know well, what the like. Everybody thinks they're beautiful, but they also don't have a comparative. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't really know. I'll send you guys yeah. a picture Sweet. of what I got, and yeah. maybe you can give me an opinion. For sure, dude. For since sure. We have a rapport yeah. and all that stuff. So thanks well, for having me over here, dude. Of course, dude. Cool always. thing. I like what you guys do. We I try, like the energy, the vibe, the young dudes doing the young thing yeah, i don't know yeah, yeah. why i'm the old guy feeling <laughs> right now must be the wheelchair hello constantino cano hello that's me um how did you join the show the 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 <laughs> hey listen it's four o'clock i haven't eaten anything yeah a little shaky i just had some pecans from uh bucky's yep nasty Disgusting. love daytona stop eating gas station shit. shut the fuck up what so, you get i got a pied pectinata also known as a mexican spiny tail yes. iguana that is piebald and it's a male so they look really pretty as adults he doesn't look the part right now no right right he's green right now but they turn the black and white as they get older he I swears it's so not excited. a green iguana it is not a green iguana <laughs> after we see please please and what did you get sir i what are we looking at spent a fortune on a little snake um it is a gamma zebra carpet python sweet dude. essentially what that all means is it's when it gets bigger it's going to be pretty and yellow <laughs> what does um, the gamma mean what does it do gamma is just a very pretty yellow okay straight up that's what i'm, I'm really I'm, it literally is just a pretty yellow but snake. it's a straight it has like, diamond in it like it be passed down it's it gamma is something that you cross with coastal jags and diamonds okay interesting and then you mix that with the jungle and the zebra, it's a pretty snake. Okay. Although the jaguar is not very sound. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, he's gonna look gorgeous. He as doesn't an adult really. Too. I didn't notice anything with it. I mean, it's. I love it's zebra. Cool. So zebras already. Are zebra's smarter. nice. So that was what I spent my fortune on. I really was torn today. But I ended up going the responsible route. I really did have my eyes on a Dominican red mountain boa. Yeah. And a aquatic file snake. Yes. That Which, was sick, dude. I've never seen this before. I was like, that's insane. I really want to circle back to go see it, but <laughs> it's just like the water python is enough for aquatic snakes. You sure? Because they can live completely in the water. Exactly. That is, that is what is really, really. Water and the fact that they don't get as big as elephant shrek snakes, that's that's the biggest thing for me. It is like two to three feet, right? Yeah. That's nothing. So who knows? I might go back for that. I still yeah. have enough money for that. So for we'll sure, see. Dude. For sure. That's sweet. Um, what about you? 
You know, I came here looking for scorpions. I really did come here looking for different types of scorpions. Nobody has scorpions. Nobody. That's not the show and for that. Do, you have to go to city shows for that. Yeah. Because that's where the specific people hang out. If they do, there was Giant Desert Harriers and Asian Forest. And I'm like, that's so lame. Yeah. So lame. Come on. Show me the different shows. Oh, I also got this shirt. Yeah. It says Hub. It's, it's fire, in dude. the scheme of the other hub that we can't website. say. That's very funny. I, I've gotten a, a lot of stares today. I haven't, I haven't had to tol- tell someone that my eyes are up here yet, but we'll see. We'll it's see. dope, dude. I love it. It's a really good shirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been waiting for one of these guys for a long time. Oh, honest. I know. Um, iguanas are way superior to tegus and monitors. Agreed. Everybody's wrong. Um, and these guys are just so, so sweet. They're so sweet. They're so nice. And I'm just like, I'm so excited. Because it's like, so everybody has like their, I want to say like, like a pet animal. You know, like a, uh, an animal, not necessarily that you're working with, but an animal that just like, yeah. I guess identifies with you. This is my, this is what I intend to identify with myself. Yeah. You know? I, everyone knows me for the beauties and stuff, but I'm like, no, I... That's your boy. This is my boy. That's this your my familiar. Boy. Yeah, it it's is going to be your familiar. familiar. There we go. That's it. I would love That's to it. have one. It's either that or a frilled dragon once my water dragon crosses the rainbow bridge. I mean, he's not <laughs> old, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see, see. And this is funny because the male, I wanted a male because males stay prettier and they get larger. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I really like that a lot. And they have the, the combs, the big combs, which is yes. why I like it. Um, and it's funny because we're both like, oh... We both like them. We'll just both get males. And it's like, it'd be funny because uh, one of us should have got enough females so that we can breed them, but uh, whatever. I wouldn't mind having the female. Okay. I like the animal for what it is. Yeah, yeah, dude. They're fire. They're fire. A lot of people like the banana. For the most bananas, part. Like, guys, no, bananas are, are nice. so cool. Bananas, bananas are, nice. are nice. I will say I tend to like the lower quality bananas, I guess, because the high quality ones are black. straight yellow. Yeah. I like much more black and I like black as a good color to yeah, have with yeah, accents. Yeah. So yellow yeah. and white and all that stuff. Yeah. You can't go wrong with black. You can't. That is you, the one color that can pretty much mix with anything and it still looks fine. But you agree with me that like, iguanas are better than monsters and Yes, 100%. What would you say so? Why? Yeah. Okay. We both have a bias for vegetarian animals. That's correct. We do. So that's one. <laughs> I think that they're a lot more interesting. Yeah. You can get a lot more... I feel you can just get more out of an iguana than you could a, uh, a monitor. Mm-hmm. Just because a lot of monitor species, they don't really calm down very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're much more aloof, whereas mm-hmm. the iguanas, once they become confident in themselves, they kind of just step up and just yeah, yeah. hang out with you and stuff like that. Yeah. With the with the spiny tails, it's a little bit different just because they're not kind of built like other iguanas. Mm-hmm. They're smaller, they're faster. Yeah. But you can still get that relationship. Now that you can't get that yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. with other monitors, I'm not saying that. No, no, no. Um, I just feel like I think it's a lot more... I just prefer the company of an iguana more than a monitor. Yeah. You know, it's because um, we're Hispanic. That's what it is. Possibly. I think <laughs> no, that has a big, well, big, big... Uh, with the monitors, I think they're also because of how much more intelligent they are. They need constant stimulation. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like almost abuse. You, you get that sweet spot with the... You do. They're not stupid, but they're no. also not like, you know, going to college yeah, yeah, either, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is, I mean, yes, I don't mean to call my animal stupid, but I would rather have a stupid animal than a smart animal because it is a lot easier to take care of and it you can fulfill that animal's life way more yeah it's the same thing with dogs you know yeah. but also i like the aesthetic the scales yeah i yeah, really yeah. love their crests uh, the fact that it's a spiny tail too like it there's spikes on the tail that's so cool it's so mm-hmm. cool and i think up until recently they were the fastest lizard on the planet who, too. who um who dethroned them i think uh, it wasn't an iguana i want to say because cuck was talking about it. i think yeah, it's another agamid but i don't know i don't know i still think it is the spiny tails officially but i don't know We'll see. Yeah, but they're, they're cool. so cool, dude. They're so, so cool. Man. Take are just lame, too. I, I, <laughs> when you were doing the last one, I almost, well, I, I asked Danica where the other ones were. The other ones? Like, the other spiny tails. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I kind of want one. 
<laughs> yeah. But no, I'm just happy that you have it, so now I can just go over and see. Yeah, it. yeah. Like, exactly. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Exactly. Um, they're just so cool. Man. I also got to see some adult um, water pythons, which was yeah, cool. Yeah, that was fire. Um, Super cool. But those aren't full grown either. They're they not full grown either. Than they're that. they're getting bigger than that. It was cool, but at the same time, I was like, they're either low quality ones okay. or they're going to the shed. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they look yeah. off. They, they look did a little look off. off. Um, shady table. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what else? What else? What else did we see? Um, I saw a huge monkey tail skink. I have to show it to you. A like, huge one. An adult monkey tail skink. Dude, I was like, holy oh, crap, that thing's huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also saw uh, different types of tortoises, radiated, yes. galops. Some friends got some pretty cool tortoises. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. I think everybody got something today. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of blue tree monitors today. I, I really wasn't looking. Hmm. I was kind of speed running it. There was way too many people yeah, yeah, yeah. for me to be chill. That's why I went yeah, yeah, yeah. the second round kind of earlier, and I was like, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Look through it again. Yeah. Um, Repticon has, has teared me, torn me apart with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I am... So used to seeing the same things every time. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I got to remember that I'm here. Yeah, I can't yeah, speed yeah, run yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, it's hard. I Because for the most part, and I've said this before, I'm like, oh, if you're looking for a ball python and you go to a show like this, you have to, you're forced to look at every single ball python. Like, I mean, that's if you really one, care. Or is it like, I go to the nearest, that, this table has ball pythons. I pick one of these, you know. I feel like what en ends up happening, it's a little bit of both. You look at the first couple of tables, you walk around more because you're not going to buy the first one you see. You walk around more. Yeah. And there's two ways it could go. You either walk away with nothing, mm -hmm. or you end up going with the third one that you saw. The third okay. one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I stand that by that. Sense. Yeah. That's why it's better to like the niche stuff. Yes. Like your carpet pythons and your iguanas, guys. Because there's only going to be two or three of them at the show. <laughs> you're right. So you're going to have to pick one of them. Got to capitalize. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you're a reptile lover. All right? And what do we all need? We need supplies. So, we got you covered. Head on over to imperialreptiles.com and use the code REPTILESWITH to get a specific discount, special to us and our listeners, for your reptile supplies today. One more time, that's imperialreptiles.com. Use the code REPTILESWITH. All right, we're sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Goss. How you doing, bro? Fabulous. Yeah, how was last night? It was good. So that was a new record for just an auction we did $119,000 last night. Jesus. Yeah. No extra checks, no bonuses. I was straight from the auction 119. So well, good night. Congratulations, dude. Uh, I did have a question for you. So those silent ones, the ones that you're yep. writing on paper. Yep. How do you find like how do you like it, let, let's say I won one. How do you find me? Oh, so the silent you have to be present. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. no way, bro. <laughs> so yeah, we don't go hunting for people, so yeah, I, I announced it at the beginning, but you may have missed it. Yeah, um, I got I got there a little late. A little late. Yeah, dinner so, yeah. was insane. Yeah, yeah. if you bid on silent auction, we ask you to stick around, so don't bid unless you're going to stick around. And then we Aww, start a timer yeah. at the end of the live auction. Yeah. And say, get in your highest bids. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So, well, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the guy who left all this stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So that that's awesome, dude. I It was uh, my first time. It wasn't my first time attending one of the auctions, but it was my first time attending attending one in the sense of like sitting down paying attention you know for as long as as long as i was there um and i i did want to ask you dude how do you do this how do you spend all night doing that and then come here like what what do you you're sleeping in what four hours yeah it, it's a lot so yeah by the time we counted the money and got out of there it was one o'clock last night Jeez, so man. yeah so yeah the auction ended at i don't know 11 11 30 but uh -huh. then yeah we got a you know, close out the silent auction. It's a long day, but yeah. fortunately, 
I think we had 24 people helping us yesterday. Yeah, So yeah. a lot of people don't realize how much it is just to put that auction together because we have no notice. We don't know what's going to get donated. Yeah, yeah. So we have to collect all the items. So that's where the two dozen people came in to play. Yeah, they yeah. were walking around the show collecting stuff. But then we have to decide what's going to be live, what's going to be silent. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to mix some fun stuff in with a yeah. live auction to keep it going. And it's a lot of work to put one of those auctions together. Cool, yep. cool. So I, I have a, a little bit of a serious question for you. Yep, okay? absolutely. Uh so the way that this podcast, you know, is, I don't know if you've ever seen any of these like clips going around or whatever, but I do it with two other guys. Um, and it's kind of like comedy based, but we do like a lot of discussion about the reptile industry. And then the other two guys, they are not U.S. Arc people. They're not okay. U.S. Arc supporters. Yep. They're, you know, one of them is specifically anti-U.S. Arc. Okay. So, and that's always a big discussion within the group, you know. Um, and that guy, he's in like the zoo sector, like private zoo sector, working with crocodilians and stuff like that. He's not attached to the reptile community, reptile industry in the same way that most people are through their businesses, through breeding and just being, you know, hobbyists. Okay. Uh, so my question to you is how do you reach those kinds of people that might have some kind of influence still in the community, even though they're not active in it? Well, here's something that everyone needs to realize. Anyone working with animals need to realize this. We all have the same enemy, and it's the animal rights groups. And I'll give you a perfect example. So this year we had two state bills. They were Connecticut and Oregon. Uh -huh. We call them animal program bans. Yep. The animal rights groups usually call them circus bans. But a lot of zoological, zoological people think they're exempt from this stuff. Uh -huh. Even AZA wasn't exempt from these bills. So even AZA, which is Association of Zoos and Aquariums, that has all the big zoos across the country, yeah. even they had to show up to these hearings and and fight them because they weren't exempt from them. Yeah. So, again, they, the zoological people got to realize, whether you're anti-U.S. ARC or anti-whatever, HSUS and ASPCA and PETA and Friends, they're coming after all of us, and those are two perfect examples right there. So, yeah. um, I mean, again, uh, however you feel about U.S. ARC, you know, so be it. But you got you to gotta realize that we're all fighting these same people, and yeah. somehow you got to step up and do something. So... Even if you're anti-U.S. ARC, we put those alerts together for a reason. So even if for some reason you don't support us, you can still use those alerts and you can still contact the legislators and help stop that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that specifically people here in Florida, uh, they're just more caught up with the war against FWC that they're not like seeing anything else that's happening. You know, and I mean, mind you, that is, of course, the hot topic of today here in Florida, you know, but... They, you know, a lot of people might put the attention to like, oh, U.S. Arc is just fighting FWC when it's just like, no, no, U.S. Arc Florida is a little bit separate and that's who's handling that kind of stuff. And U.S. Arc uh, in general is doing, you know, stuff uh, across the states. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, w th that's the thing. So we're, we're always having that, that big debate of whether or not you should or you shouldn't support U.S. Arc. There was like, and I know that an organization like U.S. Arc can't, you know, um, fight against individuals in the sense but i remember a couple years ago there were people that were saying like oh if you don't support usr then nobody should buy from you and we should kind of like it was almost cancel culture-esque how do you personally take some of that i remember what you're talking about and we've even been blamed by some state agencies but unless it was posted in usr or in one of our newsletters you got to realize that didn't come from usr yeah, and yeah. we can't control so there are 5 million households in the U.S. who keep reptiles. Yeah. There is no way U.S. art can control what happens on yeah. social media and what people say. So when you look at something like that, you know, 
you at myself or us arc or the board members we can't control what people are going to say on on social media yeah. so if someone wants to say i'm only going to support people from us arc i mean you should respect that but at the same time those people have to respect if 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 you don't want to support yeah us arc for some reason that's so, an that's an individual problem not right. a problem with yeah, the organization it's, it's, it's nothing we did we didn't encourage people to do that i didn't go out and say poke somebody and say hey why don't you start posting this on social media yeah, yeah that's yeah. that we did we, again we had no control over that so yeah. again for people to be mad at us arc over that situation is totally unfair to yeah. us because we we had nothing to do with it Cool beans. Well, I appreciate you. I know I'm sure you got a busy day, a lot of hands to shake. Uh, before we get off, I know that you guys were talking a little bit with FWC. Um, can you talk about anything? Oh of yeah, that? we yeah. can talk about any it, of that. So. It seemed positive. It was nice to see these individuals come here in plain clothes to have these kinds of conversations with everybody. Yeah. So FWC. So they have a new executive director, so yeah. Colonel Young, uh, Colonel Roger Young, and. He hasn't even been there for two months yet, really, in that position, yeah. but he's saying all the right things. He's showing up. He's doing stuff that no other executive director did. He came to one of our technical assistance group meetings, which was huge, brought a commissioner with him. Yeah. That was the first time yeah, yeah. that's ever happened, and we've had those tags for over two years now. They were here yesterday, him and Major Burton and Colonel Rowe, and they were here for six hours at least, yeah, and yeah. that was just walking around mainly. Most of that time was spent with U.S. Arc Florida. Um, so again, they're doing all the right things. They're showing up. They're actually engaging, and we have to see where it goes. But again, it looks good yeah. right now. And what we saw before with FWC, and I know a lot of times we say, or especially U.S. Arc Florida, we may say something about FWC, but FWC is a huge agency. They have over a thousand employees. Yeah. So sometimes we just have to talk about FWC as a whole. But it's certainly not the whole agency. Yeah. It wasn't last year. It wasn't two years ago, and it's not now. But you know, you get a couple bad apples in there, and they're the ones that were targeting us, and it's a problem. Yeah. But things look good moving on. Uh, Colonel Young is hoping to be in that position for 8 to 10 years. Yeah. So hopefully we're a little smoother selling going on. Beautiful. Um, well, I'm glad that we could end this in a positive note. Thank yep. you so much, buddy. Well, cool. Thank you. All right. Yep. All right. Are we just supposed to go at it? Yeah, just go at it. So, so, so what's the first conversation? So we're at the Daytona Reptile Show, right? Uh, I finally talked to the president. You saw that? So, yeah. Yeah, you and nice. Elizabeth, our president, had a good conversation today. It looked like there was animation on both sides. She didn't hit you, right? I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I need a puppet, and I'll touch whoever she she hit me. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> no, no, it was it was great. It was a great conversation, actually. Um, and like I told her, it's like some people choose to hate and just hate. Like it's like. Uh, no, no, no. Very different. <laughs> They're a different type of hate, right? So it's not like, <laughs> I hate you. I'm not going to talk to you. No, I hate you. You're always wrong. You're the devil. It's more like, hey, I disagree with these things. We can have a conversation. And I like the fact that people expect me to be that way and people expect you to push me away. But we can still sit down and have a conversation. And that always makes me feel good because it pisses other people off. Yeah. yeah. Well, when, so when we were talking in the aisle here earlier, like one of the guys that kind of made me aware, this guy, you should hear all the stuff he's saying about you. Like he was just watching and like taking pictures. He's like, I can't believe it. Like, so it's amusing to people. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's both like, I'll be honest, it's both good content, but also it, it's a good message of have a conversation to find a solution. And what, what uh, we were talking with uh, Elizabeth, it's pretty much that. Like, if FWC and USR could do that, 
that 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 form of communication that right there is what the solution of many things could be is that communication between two people or two organizations two industries to have to find a, a, a solution not pick a pick a side and go at it yeah well like we've said you know we're not like about no dissent mm -hmm. join us arc or die but uh <laughs> You know, we like having a conversation. Yeah, so, uh, she did too. I like that. Yeah, I like that about yeah, her. She's all up uh, for it. I will say, I will say, I like that. So, uh, uh, when are we going to talk about them ball pythons? Well, in the loose. He's been talking about the ball pythons, and I did, I haven't been saying anything because we've been working on ball python situation behind the scenes, hmm. both coordinating with FWC and with Jacksonville Herp Society. We found one. <laughs> Explain it. It's how did it get here? I'm a colubrid guy. I don't know what these things are. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we love our ball python keepers. Um, is this one of the ball pythons? Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, what? Well, this one got here because it was just put in my hands. <laughs> but there has been an issue in St. Augustine where a bunch of ball pythons, obviously captive, a bunch of more yes. ball pythons have popped up. Unfortunately, it's been reported by the media that these are like an invasive species in yeah, that, Florida, which there's no, yeah. there's no truth to that. But, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. And, yes, this stuff does happen. I mean, we've got tons of dog and cat owners out there. You're not going to shut down dogs and cats. But there are problems with dogs and cats. Shelters are full. People throw them out. It's horrible when it happens. But when it's reptiles, it makes the news. So it's it's a serious situation, but it's bad for the animals. It's bad for our hobby. It's bad for everything. So I don't think it matters for the hobby just because that mistake shouldn't have happened. And it should be taken the same when it comes to dogs and cats. That should be as oh, bad. Absolutely. It absolutely, absolutely should be as bad. Like I said, it's just like people have somehow accepted it yeah. because they're common pets yeah. And it's like, well, we just have this problem in our society. And so people don't understand that the, the introduction of those animals also affects uh, uh, wildlife and stuff. Like, I've talked to, like, not reptile keepers, like, regular mofos in the street. They don't know these things. Mm -hmm. And that's why they have cats outside and dogs. That, a lot of those people don't even care to learn those things, you know. So I think it all should be dealt with the same, and it's all, all as bad. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, of course it is. The good thing in this instance mm. is that, and we got, we were commended by FWC staff and some, mm. and I say not we specifically, the reptile community for stepping up and helping to address yes. this problem. So in this case, FWC has not been involved at all, really, in mm. that situation. They're aware of it, but they haven't been involved uh, yep. in the situation. Jacksonville Herp Society Stepped responded in. to that. They are adopting out the snakes, and they're they're getting them veterinary treatment. So there's a system going, and one thing that we're excited, we've been working on, we haven't talked about it yet, but it seemed like a good time now to start talking about it. We're working at kind of expanding what Jacksonville Herp Society is doing there on a statewide level. So US Arc Florida is going to, is going to start what? I just had this conversation with some people. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is okay. crazy. So, this is something that are, we've 
our board has been discussing mm-hmm. and it's 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 the time is definitely right but uh we're going to have a statewide network of people who can respond to loose animals escape animals and deal with rescues so we will be helping to put animals that need a home in places with good owners and uh you know it's fwc has an amnesty program i think it's done with good intents but it unfortunately, work. it's underfunded, and a lot of people don't trust FWC. Yeah. So a lot of people are unwilling to bring animals in, even though it's supposed to be judgment-free. They just aren't going to deal with FWC, and they don't take red-eared sliders, which is the most common animal that people mm. are trying to rehome. And unfortunately, I think a lot of those do end up in the wild because there's no good option. And people do move here with their turtles you don't automatically, if you're a regular person, you don't automatically yeah. know you can't, that an animal's illegal in the state you're yeah. gonna move to. We have tons of people moving to Florida all the time. So the time is right for something like this to happen and we're gonna be working, and, and anybody else, this is a collaborative effort. This isn't like USARC Florida is the only people. We wanna work with, with people who have wildlife refu- rescues, any qualified people in the state who are willing to be involved with this this is something we want to do very good i actually like that quite a lot and it's interesting because i just did a podcast uh with certain people and they talked about exactly that uh about usr actually because uh one of the people was saying that they did not feel like they can get involved through usr and they wanted to get involved more and this mm-hmm. is a, a usr member and that is one of the options he actually put out was exactly that, was uh, uh, to be part of an organization that does exactly that, be part of the organization that they're putting money into. Uh, he was saying that he's part of other organizations, not animal-related, where he donated money and was involved in some things, but USARC wasn't one of those. So it's very interesting that you brought that up after I just had that conversation. I think that uh, that is a very, very good idea uh, to kind of control what happens mm-hmm. uh, within mm-hmm. the industry and outside of it because a lot of times those animals it's not that people release them it's people lose them and and those animals do need a home now would that count with let's say spiny tailed iguanas which we have hundreds of what if people try to do a, a species like that would that be a, a yeah i mean we haven't fleshed out all the details yeah. on this so it are we talking about pet spiny tails or like the wild feral spiny tails? Yeah, I was talking about wild mostly. We do have people involved in U.S. Arc Florida now who are some of the only licensed green iguana trappers in the state at this point who also catch spiny tails. That is something that's like a full-time job in and of itself. Yes, absolutely. So, Do you think euthanasia it, is the only way for those? Well... I think I think that's tough. I think that I'm not sure that that's this is not like an issue that's specifically related to the pet trade right now as far as we know. Um I don't know if I'm ready to answer that in detail because yeah. it's just not something I speak I have to be careful cuz I speak on behalf of the board of yes, US Arc Florida yes. and I have my own opinions on things sometimes, but it's not something we've like discussed in a board yeah. meeting or anything. So, yeah, but that if that happened, that would be, like, another major... You're talking about, like, the state... It would be, like, berms all over again. Yeah, the state mm-hmm. is investing millions of dollars in Burmese python trappers. Is spiny tails the magnitude of problem that it's worth investing that much money in? 
I mean, that's a question. Are they, are they doing the kind of damage that justifies that? No, I feel like they're, if anything, similar to Green's. Other than they're a little bit more omnivorous. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're probably not as widespread, but in yeah. certain areas they're very abundant. Yeah. They're like kind of dominant in, yeah. in in localized zones. So, as with anything, each species is kind of a case by case basis. So you can't just generalize. But yeah, it's it's something that should be discussed for sure. Yeah, I, I like all of all of those things that. You start doing finally yeah. some things yeah. that I actually agree with because that's like if, if that organization stepped up for these ball pythons, then that organization should spread to more places to be able to do the same whenever those things happen. Because usually what happens is fun ball pythons outside and nobody does a thing about it. And then guess what? FWC steps in and then we look bad. So I agree with that. And yeah, yeah. I mean, so certainly any anything that's just running around. That could be. Is it time to wrap up? Yeah. So you get us talking, you know, and we just go on forever. We gotta do another podcast. For sure. For this sure. is the kind of thing. If somebody sees a big lizard, like a monitor or a tegu, walking around in some neighborhood, and we all see these posts—a ball python or a boa—somebody gets sipping. We need to be addressing that as quickly as possible, and have the closest person who is qualified reptile person there, and making an effort to at least try to locate the animal. Yeah, and and capture it. So I agree with that. So I hope it works. Hope yeah. it comes along. And something like that I could get behind. Depends how awesome. it depends how it works. May you got me. Wholehearted there. supporter of US Arc <laughs> Florida. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> Mr. Imperial Reptiles himself. <laughs> How's it going, man? What's up, man? Chilling, dude. It's going okay. Listen. Let's recap what's going on over here, alright? Things are getting a little weird at this show. This show fucking sucked. It was not great. I, it was cool to see a bunch of our friends. Yes. Uh, but traffic was kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as we saw on, on this side, I don't know if the gate looks different. I know, didn't we, see a line yesterday as big as like previous years. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, they were yeah. trying to make improvements so that there wasn't like a long line around the building and uh-huh. people waiting in the heat. But there definitely wasn't that steady yeah. flow of people incoming for like two or three hours. Yeah. That there was last year yeah. or previous years too, where it's yeah. been pretty busy. I think that you know the first concern is that you know well we spoke about the display, right? So we assess the kinds of displays we have. Right. You know we're like you have that kind of setup, I have this kind of setup. Even though we're in the same area, traffic's not anything crazy. You have a variety of animals. I have specific animals. Nothing crazy, mind you. Maybe it's that. Maybe people are are just not looking for the animals that we have. And, right. You know, maybe I'm being a little bit sour. <laughs> but even then, like, I don't know, dude. Well, I hear hognose people did well, but it seems like hognose breeders always seem to do a little bit better, just because the inventory of that, or like the stock, isn't usually available. Yeah. So people come to this type of show to look for that stuff. But corn snake breeders, you know, I see a lot of corn snakes still. I see a lot of king snakes around. I see a lot of ball pythons. I yeah. see a lot of skinks. I see a lot of turtles, a lot of crested geckos. It just seems to be like a lot of stuff everywhere. Um, So I don't know if that's the reason why it feels slower because I do see people buying stuff, but we don't know if it's the amount of, if there's just less people. It just feels different. Yeah, it does feel different. Um, I spoke with somebody and they were telling me that they're doing, like a ball python dude, and they're doing great. Um, But they also have very specific high-end stuff. So, like, if you're looking for very specific high-end stuff, you're going to go there. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of like, I get it, like, like good, but also, like, 
almost an if if my audience isn't here, what's the point of being here kind of thing? That's Yeah, I get that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just not the show that it used to be. I don't know. This is my third time doing this show. Yeah. Last year was definitely better. I've done better. I've done way better at some of the local shows. Yep. Um, I don't know. How are you feeling, man? Uh, I'm a little disappointed. We've yeah. done this expo. I think this is our fourth year doing the expo, fourth okay. or fifth year doing the expo. And we've done very elaborate setups. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our first year doing a very plain setup. Um, and we thought maybe before we didn't do as well. Uh, I always attribute it because this is a breeder's expo um, and we're a pet store. So it becomes a little bit more difficult for us to compete with mm-hmm. the breeders just because they could always just do lower pricing. And at the end of the day, when you're competing with each other like this and like kind of like against a consumer price, yeah, the quality of the animal. And if you're looking for a specific genetic, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about people that are like shopping for a specific animal and have a ton of choices. It becomes competitive and it becomes price-based. The mm-hmm. breeders can always just go cheaper than what we can. Uh, so I've always kind of like attributed it to that. But this year I felt like we bought good and we bought the prices were right so that we can lower and we can compete with breeders. And we lowered kind of like the way we do the setup where it's not as elaborate as it used to be, where it's easier for people to just pick stuff up and buy. But I really didn't feel like it made that big of a difference. Yeah. You know, it's almost like it's, you know, it's like kind of like what you said. If the customer base isn't really here, you know, are we putting too much for what it really is? Yeah. You know, and it's always great to promote. It's always great to see, you know, the, our customers. Uh, but it's cool because it's like you see the customers from the shop. You see the customers that go to Repticon. You see the customers that came from Daytona last year. Mm-hmm. So, like, for that purpose, it's really good. Um, but like this year, like if I would say how many new customers did you actually like get the name out to, I would say not a lot. I yeah. didn't feel like there was a lot of new people here, just a lot of regulars, if yeah, I had to put yeah. it that way. Yeah, not to, not that I want to shit, I'm, we're going to switch it into a more positive note in a second, but not that I want to shit on it too much, but the way that I can um, best describe it is a lot of people just feel like this is a shell of what this show used to be. Yeah. You know, and and that's okay. Like, it's okay that that things get a little old and stuff like that. But it's like, what I want to do, I mean, because I'm going to come back next year. I love doing specifically this. I'm going to keep sponsoring you to come back. So you're good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then, yeah, no, it's just, I guess it is what it is. Let's see what we can do next year a little bit different and... And then just go with it, and that's always what it is, you know. Yeah, man. You're always going to think about what you can do different next year. I've already talked yeah. to Alex. Like, I want to change up, you know, different displays and stuff to do the Repticons. <laughs> and just back to work, man, going back to the shop, which is going to be a little stressful because mm-hmm. our uh, employee situation is changing a little bit. We've lost some key, key members to the shop. Yeah. Um, so I think that's also why I have, like, why I'm a little bit more down. I just have a lot more on my mind just yeah, that I'm yeah, thinking yeah. about. It is what it is, man. But now positive stuff. What cool things have we seen at the show? I know that you haven't had a lot of time to walk around. Did you see the patternless Marukis? I did see the patternless Marukis. That was cool. I was trying my best to get Ron to go with me to the table, but he didn't even answer my fucking call. This fucking guy wins an award. Oh, and, gosh. And all of a sudden, he thinks he's Eddie Soto. Yeah. Let's be honest. This guy <laughs> he, wins an award. Now he's Eddie Soto. He needs legendary. An yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But apparently, he doesn't answer the phone to anybody. So. Fine, Ron. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the plant, the patternless Marukis were sick. If I did better, hold up one second. Uh, what was that? Sorry about that, guys. We're doing this live at a show, so these yeah. kinds of things happen. Um, so, uh, what we're we talking about patternless Marukis. So I was gonna get one if the show was a little bit better, but it wasn't. As a matter of fact, somebody has a uh, juvenile uh, captive bred Australian olive pythons, oh, and I want to buy a female. 
show was not great. Don't think that's the move. Yeah. But I still might do it. Yeah. 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 Um, other than that, my dad fell in love with the tokes that are over there, the toke morphs. Okay. Um, and he's like, I think I want to get those. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You want to get They're just bit. cool to look at. Yeah, they're cool to look at. Um, other than that, the blue tree monitors were cool. The, the captive bred captive blue tree bread monitors. Blue trees. There was uh, captive bred green tree monitors. Yep. Captive bred yellow tree monitors. Yep. And those lizards just look so different when they're captive bred. They're yeah. bold. They're not terrified. They're like exploring the whole cage. Yeah. The wild caught ones like just hide in a cork room. Yeah. I saw a lot, a lot of different carpet pythons. They had 75% diamond python mm -hmm. uh, mixes, and those were cool. Captive bred Angolan python babies. Okay. You know, you usually see the Angolan ball crosses, mm -hmm. but now actual captive bred babies not usually at these shows. A uh, bunch of large iguana, uh, breeder iguanas that people okay. are getting out of. Uh, also with the carpets, uh, Gamma line stuff, which I believe it's a mix between Diamond Python, Jungle, and Jag. So those, as they grow, they're just yellow. They have crazy patterns. It's fucking awesome. That's cool. Really, really awesome. Um, other than that, yeah, dude, I mean, the most important thing was is that I got to see a lot of my friends. We got to hang out. Um, and I, even though maybe financially it wasn't the best, yeah. it was still a lot of fun. Yep. And that, that means a lot to me. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, mingling, a lot of rubbing elbows. Yeah. So I definitely, got, I definitely rubbed my elbows. I'm, I fucking, they're scraped now from <laughs> yeah. all the rubbing of the elbows. <laughs> all right, buddy. Uh, where can people find you? All right, you guys can find us at the Okoe location in Orlando yeah. or online at imperialreptiles.co. Just search Imperial Reptiles anywhere on Google. We will pop up. Rock and roll. Thanks so much for tuning in. Leave a comment down below and let us know what your favorite part of this episode was. We'll see you on the next one.